and welcome to a Christmas unthemed Christmas episode of the Beans Talk podcast. I forgot the name of the podcast for a second there. It's only been 14 weeks, 15 weeks. Many weeks. I'm Joel Loins. Joining me is Jacob Dickens. So does, does this count as our Christmas special then? <laughs> no, maybe. Can I don't we, know. Uh, yeah, this is our this is our pre-Christmas one. Pre-Christmas. Pre pre-Christmas. It's uh, four five days to Christmas. The Christmas draw yeah. past. We gotta we gotta do game of the year stuff soon. Oh, oh when I forgot happened. about that. That yeah. must be our next one then. I guess that'll be mm. our next one. This yeah. is the best. So buckle intro. yourselves in. Yeah. Well, I ain't going anywhere. Thanks, Boris. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mr. Tier Four over there. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Tier Four Jacob Dickens is joining Ready us. My pestilence. Um, and over in delightful Lincolnshire is Ollie and Lauren. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. I didn't even hear Ollie. I think he just made a noise. Uh. Just... Uh. <laughs> oh, Ollie's. Ollie's. Up. Ollie's got. Ollie's uh got is pre- preoccupied with uh trying to focus on his font. He's worried about so. his font. Yeah. He's worried about his font. So if yeah. Ollie gets up and leaves during the show, the font is gone. The font has been deglazed. We've now got a stock simmering away. Ah. Oh, you'll be fine then. And I, I yeah, I just want to check on it so I can kind of taste as I it's go. It's like your child. You need a baby monitor for the for the stock. Oh, we should get <laughs> a kitchen monitor. I, I just scrolled past an article that says Shigeru Miyamoto wants to create a kinder world, but I read it as Kinder World. I, oh, and, um, <laughs> disappointing! I thought he was making some kind of chocolate theme park. He's already succeeded with Super Nintendo World, and now he's going to move <laughs> on to Kinder products. <laughs> one of the rides, Nintendo X Kinder. One of yes. one of the rides you you get inside a Kinder egg. You yeah. are the surprise. Yes. Yeah. To reveal the little car inside. Yeah. I would, uh, I'd, I'd go on that ride. I'd get a fast pass for that. The, ro- the roller coasters fall apart as soon as you it starts moving. Can there yeah. be like a, a bar, like where they have the kind of praline stuff that's inside Buenos, just on tap? Oofed. Oh, I'd, oh, I'd get in a bath of that. Oh, like that. Sickly. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I, delightfully I sickly like that stuff. But I'm not sure I could bathe in it. There's not many foods I could bathe in. In all honesty. What would you spaghetti? Bathe in? No, that would get in your orifices. Yeah, I mean, so would most things if we're if we're bathing in them. I used to think oh, barbecue sauce would be a good idea, but once too sticky. I yeah, you'd get stuck to the bottom. At Disneyland once, I had some spaghetti and then I sneezed oh, when I was no. a child, and it came out my nose, <laughs> and it was just stuck there dangling. Oh, just a little image for you there. Happy Christmas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was it like still in your mouth yeah. and then like connected up? Could yeah. you like pull it one way and the so other? So like I had one end in one nostril and the other end was out the other nostril. That's it was oh the same God. piece of spaghetti. Oh, that's fucking vile. Yeah, <laughs> what's wrong with you? I don't know. I have a yeah that it was yeah. I presume just it was like, uncomfortable just... extracting it. It was horrible. It it was. That's... Yeah, I know. I know what the is feeling it, yeah, is. Though, I know what you're gonna say. Before. I know what you're gonna is say. Is it at that point that you decided to get your septum pierced? Like, <laughs> I like this look. Yeah, I waited <laughs> until I was old enough to go get it pierced. 
I'm just waiting so that I can find the perfect spaghetti piercing. <laughs> so that I, I, bet, I, I bet chewed, chewed the little ends off until it was septum's I length. Bet you can get spaghetti septum rings. Well, is it too late for you to find me that for Christmas? You might be late, but I'll I'll do everything I can to find that. Valentine's Day is approaching next. I know what I'm now <laughs> expecting. Most girls ask for ask for jewelry, but there's only one Most, kind of jewelry I yeah. want from you, Ollie. Mm. Spaghetti, spaghetti septum piercings at Pandora. Oh, do you know what? I bet you could. <laughs> do you know what you could do is you could put a piece of uncooked spaghetti through there, yeah, you and then cook it in your nose <laughs> if you had a hot bath. Oh my god! Like those terrible, like those yeah. terrible veggie hot dog meals. Once I was at a, a house party and a guy lost his nipple ring. And he put a wooden spoon in there till he found it. Oh, oh my god, look at this one. Ah, oh my god. You have a frog hanging out your nose. Yeah. Why would you do that? Wooden what spoons spoon? aren't free, wooden sp- right? like I don't know, it was a house. Not a non-thick wooden spoon. Um like was it a th- was it just like a thin wooden spoon? It was like a, a just a regular he had he had like a stretch. Like or one or, or one oh. that you like he or had one a- that you like stir pasta with. Like a pasta one. Ah, no, that's uh, too big. Why is your nipple that stretchy? He must have had extraordinarily big nipples. Or... <laughs> he stretched his nipple. He had like a, oh, a plug in his nipple. No. So, I, ah. I've just found videos of a girl eating spaghetti through one of her piercing holes, but I can't find the sp- oh. actual spaghetti piercing. Wow. So. That's, like, that's like that video I saw. You know on Snapchat you've got all those like stories that they're, they're, they're all crap, and you but there was one of like... There was like this one of a, a woman getting her nails done, and it was the they were just shoving them up the finger, like up the cuticle, oh. Oh, like, like slotting them in, like oh. Bob, like Bob putting his letters in. Yeah, oh. no, like they worse. Like they'd taken the nail out, and so you could see the nail bed, oh. and then slotting in the fake nail of the cuticle, like the cuticle was like raised up. Oh, and, I was, no, and and no, now no. I have I because I had because I had to be inflicted with that. You guys had to be inflicted with. I that. I mean, I also go through that mentality. I send you a lot of horrible <laughs> things in the group chat because suffering is better when you're together. <laughs> um, speaking of suffering. Oh boy, Jacob! Oh, why am I? This suffering? is a podcast about video games. I guess it is. Uh, not horror, not horrors from the world of Snapchat. First thoughts. Suffering cast, um, dedicated entirely to that that original Xbox game, The Suffering. Oh, another one that Joel should add to the list. There you go. I, <laughs> that. I thought that's what we were just calling ourselves now. The suffering. The, the suffering. The suffering was a. Uh, wasn't that a game where you could turn into different monsters? Um, or you fought different monsters? It was a survival horror game. It's a third-person shooter survival horror game by Midway, on the PS2 and original Xbox. Oh, Midway. Um, and that's about as much info as I've got. Boy. That looks. This looks rough. I'll play it. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake! All the games that are there for him to play. Joel just makes it his life's works to find the shittest. The player controls talk. What a well. What a now I have to. Now I have to see it because I have to hear multiple characters refer to the main character as talk. Talk. <laughs> but it'll be American, so it'll be like talk. 
how much do you want to how much do you want to bet that talk is a ex-engineer of some sort that has been jailed for a crime the enemies in the game all represent different types of execution methods such as decapitation firing squad and lethal injection perfect wow i'll play that that sounds sounds like like it's got a full stealth section in it (laughs) that sounds like a fun time let's never mention this game sounds like there's a sequel um (laughs) was there a sequel (laughs) the suffering the ties that bind Oh wow! Is it a sequel? I, I don't know. Oh, Might just be or an expansion. Yeah, uh, the game continues out. the story of talk. There you go. <laughs> oh god! A man sentenced to death for murdering his ex-wife and two children. Oh, oh. what a relatable protagonist! What a nice guy! Yeah. Um. um yeah. So I'll tell you about that next week. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. Hold, we're going to hold you to that, Joel, because nobody will suffer like you. Ah! you ah! It's so much that the microphone t- tipped over. <laughs> it was like, I'm gonna get, I'm, I hope you all enjoy our Christmas special next week with the suffering. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the way the country and the government is going at the moment, it's pretty on the yeah, nose. Yeah, it's, it's just that bit too much on the nose. Uh, but. <laughs> On speaking about on the nose, Jacob, tell me about those games you've been playing and on the his nose. Um, let me think. Um, so there's only really one new thing I've I've been playing, which I'll kind of get to at the end. Um, a little bit more Borderlands Two. It's still good. I don't really need to say much more about it. I'm probably just going to stop mentioning it each week. Um, <laughs> Story wise, it has actually Borderlands. Did I say two? Yeah, you say two, two, three. I meant number three. Um, I don't know if you, you just gone back Jacob. to two. No, 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 no. Although, yeah, story-wise, it's picked up a little bit. A a main character, spoilers, from um, Borderlands 2 has perished. And oh, no. Because like, oh. the same thing happened in Borderlands 2. So there's a, a Borderlands 1 character, and I'm like, oh, I guess this is how they make you care. Uh, they kill a character that... I mean, I didn't even play as the character, so I didn't really have much attachment to them, but I presume people who played as that character in Borderlands... Also, we're talking a, a player character. A playable character, yeah. Just a, a um yeah i don't know if you want to know or not but um yeah uh, spoil warning for borderlands oh, 3 oh my god it came out like a year ago so <laughs> um maya the siren oh, oh yeah is dead oh okay she got the same treatment she basically got thanos clicked out of out <laughs> of the universe she's kind of dusted away um so yeah, no, it's kind of amped up story-wise. I'm still enjoying the gameplay itself. Uh, the mech is still OP. Yeah, all that jazz. All um, that jazz. The other main thing I've been playing that is not strictly new would be I finished the Mortal Kombat Aftermath story. Um, so I now... Because I managed to somehow get through that without having any of it spoiled. Um, I played through all the original Mortal Kombat story. Uh, what did you before. think, Jacob? Uh, the story itself I did enjoy. Um fucking i I, I maintain what i said last week about shang Tsung just being the absolute best while also just being such a little shit Um, (laughs) i love him but also god you just you love to hate him as well um you know exactly what he's gonna do throughout that entire story and then he does exactly the thing when they're like shang Tsung, you better not betray us and he's like no no it's all good i'm okay and then yeah the last chapter hits and he's like ha screw you guys it was actually working for me all along um and then also yeah the i 
I remember you saying back when we spoke about the Mortal Kombat 11 story, how you were like, maybe they can move on from stuff like Shao Kahn and stuff now. Um, but then Shao Kahn comes back in the Aftermath story and is a really big part of it. So I was like, oh, it must have kind of annoyed Joel a little bit when he engaged with it. Well, I guess because I guess it didn't annoy me as much because it was a half time travel story, yeah. half expansion of Mortal Kombat 11. And, you know, you sort of have to set your expectations of like, they're not going to just make an entirely new villain yeah. for this game because that means an entirely new fighter and mm. all this. Uh, but I'm I'm more than happy with what they did with Shao Kahn yeah. in Aftermath. Yeah, um, it was a nice kind of wrinkle to the story. It did add a lot, having this kind of third force that wasn't just like, it's the good guys and the bad guys. Now there's like, yeah, there's the good guys and the bad guys, but there's also this second set of bad guys who are fucking all the plans up, and it does kind of deviate the story enough to where it makes it interesting compared to the original story as well. Um, I like that there were two endings as well. There's the good ending and the bad ending. You can kind of choose whether you want to um, play Liu Kang and save the day at the end, or if you, you want to be shitbag Shang Tsung um, and fuck the world over at the end. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm, I'm interested again in the Mortal Kombat story after not being so for a long time. So I guess it did its job, um, specifically because it's not like we're rebo- rebooting the whole universe as it was before, but having Fire God Liu Kang actually go back and speak to the great Kung Lao, who was only ever referenced back in the first Mortal Kombat game, um, it's pretty cool if that's going to be the next kind of jumping off point. Because, yeah, we haven't really seen the great Kung Lao. We've only seen his descendant, the original shiny hat man Kung Lao. Shiny hat man. So, that's what they call him. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've liked it so far. I think Fujin's really cool, too. I like that he's been featured a lot more and actually had a big part to play in the story because he has always kind of played second fiddle to Raiden in the stories that he's been in Um, because he's like of the original crew that you're playing as in Aftermath he's really the only one strong enough to handle the crown supposedly Um, Supposedly. yeah supposedly until Shang Tsung's like lol no Um, (laughs) so yeah I like I like the Fujin was uh, was a bit more featured as well Um, but yeah no I, I was I was pretty happy with it by the end of it especially as it was already part of the package uh, for buying Mortal Kombat 11 on PS5. So yeah, uh, that was pretty good too. Um, but the main new thing that I've played was the Sephiroth Challenge slash Sephiroth in Smash Bros. Okay, so I heard that there was a Sephiroth Challenge. Yes, the Sephiroth And I didn't know what it was. I just didn't... It was one of those things where I was like, I've got this tab open, but I've just never read it. Yeah. Have, have you had a chance to just fucking stab Mario yet? Uh, I have. Can confirm I have stabbed <laughs> Mario. Just ran him through. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was the Sephiroth challenge, much in the same vein as the Cinnamon challenge or the Ice Bucket challenge. Uh, I entered the Sephiroth challenge, um, <laughs> which, no, it was it was basically, it's, it's very simple in that basically, so his official release date is the 23rd of December for Sephiroth. But if you beat this Sephiroth challenge, you get to play as him early. Um, oh, which I, th- I think is a cool idea in, in concept in the sense where it's like, um, you know, if you're good enough, you can play as him early and unlock him and stuff. So it's, it'll be like a nice incentive to actually try and unlock him early kind of thing. The problem is, is that it's literally a one on one fight. You can choose whoever the hell you want to fight Sephiroth on his stage um, in a, a HP battle instead of a standard kind of smash battle. Um, and you ah, just, because Final Fantasy. I guess so, yeah. Um, and you just kind of have to beat him, and then you unlock him and his stage if you do win. 
um, before the official release date of the 23rd, as I say, um, which is a really cool idea and concept, except the fact that it's so fucking easy. Like, it, it, it it's not even worth calling a challenge, really, I don't think. Even the hard mode is pretty easy. And it's like, I'm, I'm not kind of, you know, oh, big dick gamer over here, Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> Fucking oh, Smash Bros. Sephiroth is on hard. It's actually really easy, but I mean, like, there's, there's no, I just don't see the point of making a challenge like this, where you're going to make such a big deal about, oh, you can unlock him early and all that sort of thing. If you literally make it so that ninety nine percent of people are going to be able to do it, if they've got the yeah, it, just, just release him normally. Then at that point, don't make a big deal about yeah, this whole challenge. It, it it absolutely seems like someone at Nintendo went, well, this will boost the numbers. Uh, just make it fucking piss easy and a bunch of people feel like proud of themselves. Well, for, at the like, end of the day, seconds. yes. I guess it's... Smash Bros is a kid's game. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I guess it's an incentive. Whereas it's, a, it's an incentive might, rather oh, than... It releases on the 23rd. Maybe I'll check them out sometime after that. And now you go, oh, I, I got to play it before I that. Like, I can yeah. say I got him early. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit underwhelming in that sense. I wanted it to be kind of like a... The equivalent to like a, you know, like a Smash Raid boss sort of thing, you know? Uh, like like we had like Giga Bowser in Smash Melee, for instance, who was this like super secret, hidden, really difficult boss um, that you actually kind of felt some sort of accomplishment for beating him. Um, and it yeah, would have been a nice incentive it, to kind of do that and unlock Sephiroth early and stuff but yeah it just wasn't much of a challenge so that was a bit of a disappointment it's a cool idea but if they do it in future they need to kind of amp things up a up, little up bit the ante. or even yeah. if it's a case where you beat it on easy or normal for instance and you unlock the character but to get his stage early or something you have to do it on hard or something like that do you get yeah. a little but... one winged angel smash remix Yes. Well, no, not not One Winged Angel, actually. Although okay. they do have the original One Winged Angel song and also the Advent Children one. Um, and the Advent Children one, honestly, you don't need anything else. It's like possibly my favorite video game based slash video game song like of all time. Um, absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, unlocked him and his stage. He's probably since Terry, he's probably the most fun I've had with the character. Not strictly because of his move set, but just because I love Sephiroth and I love Final Fantasy VII. So all of his moves, I'm like, oh, that's the thing he does at this point. <laughs> um, he's the only character I've actually gone into like photo mode on the pause menu as well. Um, he's actually made oh, to do, to, to to do make, the stuff. Yeah, because I was just I was just like, well, I'm going to play as Sephiroth, and of, of course I'm going to fight Cloud on you know the the Northern Cave stage, the new stage that takes you through all of the kind of final moments of Advent Children and all that sort of thing in the background. And I'm like, I'm going to take some really cool fucking pictures and all that kind of thing. <laughs> I've never done that in Smash before, but I'm just like, oh, it's Cloud and Sephiroth, and they're doing a fight, or. <laughs> Because I'm such a, as the kids would say, I'm such a simp for Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven. Um, podcast is going to get banned if you're oh, not careful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, his moves are all super cool. His final smash is uh, like a big reference to him when he goes into his big Genova God form and all that sort of thing. Um, he's got ridiculous reach. Um, I don't know if any of you have played Blaze Blue before. Probably not. Um, but it reminds me of Hakuman in Blaze Blue, just because they've both got these big kind of really ridiculously long swords. Um, surprisingly mobile as well. Um, he's got good recovery and shit. But yeah, no, I'm just having so much fun playing as him because there's all these tiny references and the music's great. There's a, a remix of Aerith's theme and the original, well, the, the main kind of Final Fantasy VII theme, which are fantastic. 
And uh, yeah, I've just kind of been doing kind of high-level AI matches, like I said to Joel last week, because the online sucks in Smash. So it's a shame that they release all these new characters and there's just not really much to do with them because you don't want to play with them online. Yeah. Um, I, it, I, I always appreciate what they do with guest characters mm. in Smash Brothers. Um, I, 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 it, it just makes me sort of like not upset, but like kind of disappointed that they don't do the same with like more Nintendo characters. It's at this point, it's like, hey, I want to see, you know, like, hey, it was really cool that you put Minecraft and Sephiroth in, so mm. now I can now now I can laugh at the screenshots of Steve from Minecraft beating <laughs> up Sephiroth. Um, but you know, like, hey, let's get really, fu- you know, you've already got fucking obscure with like, um, with a uh, you know, like Terry from. Final fight. It's literally yeah. entirely because Sakurai's a Fatal Fury fan. <laughs> That's literally yeah. all it is. And it, it seems I, to be the like, same thing with, with Final Fantasy as well, with the amount of effort he's put into all the Final Fantasy stuff that's gone in the game. It's like, you can tell Sakurai really, really likes Final I, Fantasy even, And even then, like he had the restrictions from Square Enix because like Cloud only came with like a song. There was actually two pieces um, of music, yeah, when, when Cloud came in. Which and, is, yeah, mental. And like there was barely anything like. I I think Square has basically gone. Oh, this cloud thing did all right. Yeah, well, yeah. Go for it. That's why it was such a surprise that Sephiroth made it in because I know how much of a struggle it was for them to get Cloud in the state that he's in in the game. So it was just like, well, we've got Cloud. This is nice thing. We're probably never going to get anything like this again because, you know, it was such a fucking hassle just getting Cloud in here in the first place. So that's when they got Sephiroth, and it was like, holy shit! I guess things are okay and. The door is open, as it were. So, I'm wondering if uh, uh, Joker actually had a a big kind of a, yeah an influence yeah. on that because, like, that's like kind of a, it's not a big get, but you know, it's a like, pretty sizable considering one. That, yeah. Considering Persona's reach and fan base, yeah, and they handled it really well too. There's a lot of kind of. The stage for Persona, the Persona stage is is really cool. They're obviously, Persona is really well known for its music as well, and there's music from all of the Persona games in there, and that's kind of catchy. Um, so yeah, that, they handled Persona really well. So yeah, maybe it did show to to Squeenix that we're not going to do Final Fantasy VII dirty. Um, they've, not, yes. they've not done anything yeah. dirty. I, I know that um, someone, that, a person that had a hand in creating Banjo Kazooie. Mm. Is slightly upset that like Microsoft aren't doing the same length of work that Nintendo are doing with Banjo Kazooie. It's mental, isn't it? It's funny. Uh, because he says, I've not seen Banjo Kazooie in this high res of a detail yeah. in ages. <laughs> like, not even when I was working on it, you know, our official art didn't look this good. Yeah. And Nintendo just come out here and gone, like, Hey, look, these characters look fucking incredible. It's, it's just weird that they've had stuff like Killer Instinct and Battletoads and stuff come back and do pretty well to to very well for themselves, really. Um, But they've just still held fire on Banjo. (laughs) When it's, uh, yeah, yeah, the rare franchise that probably means the most to the most people. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. But yes, Sephiroth overall, um, the most fun I've had with the character in a long time. Uh, the only, as I say, the only other character DLC-wise that I've been like, I want to learn as this character and plays them a lot was was Terry, 
Um, so yes, he's going to be up on that pedestal with Terry now, I think. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. But that's me. Cute. That's you. Moving from you to Lauren. Hello. And while Tell me about those video games. Talks. I'm going to dip out for a second and, and examine my stock. He doesn't want to listen to her. Nope. He does that enough already. <laughs> Can't wait to get away from my naggy voice. <laughs> <laughs> On the stock He's checking on the stock market. Wow, what a shit joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, honey. <laughs> um, yes, I haven't played too much because I've actually been busy um, leaving my job. Are you okay? What did you do? The stock market's crashed. Hurt himself. <laughs> you just uh... heard a crash at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> and an owl. But he's fine. <laughs> He'll be right. um, Yeah, because obviously got a new job. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I I'm not in it yet. I've just had lots of to do with like taking all of my stuff because I was working from home since April, so I had to take all my computer stuff back and everything. Oh, and yeah. oh boy, that was a time. Um, <laughs> I have been playing XCOM 2 on Switch. Oh, yeah. I snatched that up yeah, in the you... tail because it's like the only copy of XCOM that you can get for Switch is including all the DLC for War of the Chosen so it oh. is like 60 quid. Um but in the in the sale I managed to get it for 15 pounds. Um good deal. Yeah, in like all the Black Friday sales so we have played it a lot on PC so I thought I'd snatch that up and a little disappointing um i would still obviously recommend xcom 2 it's definitely a game that i will continue to put many hours in but it does not run great (laughs) on switch (laughs) i've not tried it yet but it i think ollie was saying because like obviously we're used to like 60 frames per second on the laptop or the pc and you're getting like 30 on switch but like it is low frames but it also it lags and it's super buggy and sometimes it just stops and i'm finding it increasingly difficult to like cope with continue like it is it is really hard to play like it sometimes makes me wonder. it makes me wonder how the ipad version works there's an ipad version i had the original xcom um enemy unknown or it was enemy within at that point Um, i had that on the Second, the iPad Mini Two, I think. Oh wow! And it wasn't great. Yeah, I don't uh, think. <laughs> X- XCOM Two Collection optimized for iPhone. What? Yeah. I mean, I haven't played it. Um, I haven't played it docs yet, and I'm I'm hoping that that will fix a lot of my problems. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. But at the same time, like I've, I I very rarely play my Switch docked. I am very much a handheld gamer. Um, mm. I, I much prefer to snuggle up on the sofa or in bed. And have the game in my hands because I I wander around a lot, and obviously portability and stuff like that. Oh. Like I don't know, I just I don't know what I expected. Like I know that they had to cut a lot of graphical corners to be able to like optimize it for the Switch, but and and it, when it runs, it runs and oh. it, it it's good. But like it is it is clunky, and it's annoying because I have the War of the Chosen DLC for the PC, but we haven't touched it yet because the last time we played, we wanted to play vanilla, hmm. and um, it is a shame because now I feel like seeing War of the Chosen, I'm probably just going to go back and play it 
on the PC yeah. because it's added a load of content that I didn't actually know um, or hadn't paid much attention to. And it is really good. Like what I've played of it is really good and it does enhance the gameplay a lot. Like it oh. was a massive, massive campaign with loads of like bonus gameplay features. For example, there's like action points that you can earn in combat, which basically you can buy skills. Oh, I. So you can like buy skills for your soldiers and stuff. Oh. And also your soldiers can have bonds with each other now. Oh, so like there's a dating sim you- element. <laughs> right I, i'm sold yet again <laughs> and so like they can get super close and then you get like certain benefits and they can be bond mates right and um yeah and, and bond that, mates yes in the force. Mm, not gay at all <laughs> and it's it's really cool and I really wish it worked. Like it does work, but you really have to have the patience to allow it to perform as badly as it is. Yeah. And it's just a little bit disappointing. I, I don't regret it because yeah. part of me is like maybe when the new improved switch comes out, maybe it'll be uh Yeah. And a I know better. in the last I know in the last few days Nintendo pretty much went kinda confirmed, but you know not straight up confirming you just said like yeah we're working on something new don't don't worry about it yeah so um, like people are, are basically anticipating some kind of switch pro um which is something that i would 100 percent be purchasing i love my yeah. switch it's my favorite console i've ever had mm. i've had it since release so mine i I'm, i can justify replacing it it's sometimes the fan mm-hmm. gets a little bit um little bit noisy i to be honest like i've had no performance issues with my switch at all yeah. just sometimes i'm like oh oh buddy you're struggling aren't yeah. you <laughs> I'm, I'm very much in the same boat with my one i would i would definitely upgrade it because mm. yeah i've had mine since day one too um mine's bent I don't even what? my switch has a slight curvature in it and i'm not even sure how it oh happened. my god real switches have curves <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> um so you kind of have to jostle it a little bit to get it in the dock and stuff oh, but that's yeah, weird like, that's sure how it happened what? but did you sit on it or something i don't know I'm not trying to say anything about you jacob at all i'm oh, just that ass. <laughs> <laughs> that ass, though. Yeah. Um, so yeah no i definitely would need, need to upgrade mine if they are making it i've yeah i've had no performance issues with my switch actually besides i had one drifty joy con about a year ago and they were and nintendo was super good i know some oh, people yeah. have struggled but like i had a great experience getting that um repaired i sent it off to nintendo a couple of days later they sent me an email like we're repairing your switch and i was like why the way it works on the website, you send them the, th- the thing and then they send you it back. They send you an email to be like, we got it. And then they send mm. you another one to be like, um, this is the damage and this is how much it's going to cost. Would you mm. like us to repair it or would you like us to just send it back? Um, so I kept waiting for them to be like, this is the damage. This is how much it's going to cost. Yeah, yeah. But I never got that. Instead, a few days later, I got an email like, your Switch is on its way back to you and it's been repaired. Like, well, to be fair, it was just the Joy-Con, not my whole Switch. And um, they didn't charge me for fixing the drift. And they also, for free, extended my warranty for a year. Wow. Well, they know it's a problem, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They they, they silently admitted that the Joy-Con drift is an issue. Yeah. avoid any class action lawsuits and that sort of stuff they've just been like 
I'm just going to repair these for free. Fortunately, it was right before my birthday last year and Ollie had bought me a new pair of Joy-Cons, which I was allowed to have early. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had he bought me the orange and purple ones. Mm, um, yeah. Oh, the uh, Wario and Waluigi ones. Yeah, and I <laughs> got him the the navy and like neon yellow mm-hmm, ones. Yeah. And he, for ages, thought that one of them was purple. But it's not. It's navy blue. <laughs> oh, the blue one. He he thought it was a. Yeah, he has. He, I'm. I don't know if I told you guys, but like for his birthday, either last year or the year before, he we went for a meal with his mum, at Gino's in the Bale, and he he just went. By the way, I have something to tell you guys. And me and his mum are like, uh, uh, Are you okay? Like, what's oh, no. happening? Like, are, are we getting a divorce? Um, <laughs> and he was just like, I'm color blind. Oh. And because he'd been complimented on his jumper at work and everyone was like, what a lovely blue jumper. And he was like, my jumper's purple. Oh. And it wasn't. It's navy. How weird. Um, so that's how that's how we discovered that Ollie was colorblind. Wow. We've been we've been friends with Ollie for how many years? And we didn't yeah. even know. I don't think he knew. We didn't even know. He just didn't know purple wasn't purple. <laughs> why, why did you... Lead in with your first worry as are we getting a divorce? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm scared of divorce and we're not married. (laughs) I come from a broken home. (laughs) Uh, I'm still not convinced. Speaking of broken homes, it is not purple for crying out loud. Speaking of broken homes, Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more games you've been playing, if anything. Um, I mean, I don't know what that segue even meant. Just that XCOM that's broken. Do you know what? I can segue that, Joel. I'm going to take that and I'm going to run with it. I've started building more in Sims. Oh, oh, so you're breaking other people's homes now, right? (laughs) I'm not a builder. I have played. I've been an avid Sims fan since The Sims, and played a lot of sims 2 didn't play sims 3 and i play i've got currently nearly 1600 hours in the sims 4 um and i'm not that's a lot of hours it's a lot of hours (laughs) (laughs) um i may or may not leave it running while i'm at work from working from home but you know still still there's a lot of hours i know it's Um, a lot of hours lauren i i put a lot of hours into that game and i rarely rarely build i don't build houses i'm shit i just admire everyone else's really well-built houses on the gallery and download those and then just edit them but i recently started a hobby which some of my friends laughed at me when i told them this (laughs) but i (laughs) i find like snazzy houses on real life realtor websites and then they have like the floor plan and loads of pictures of them so I just recreate them in the Sims. It's a nice idea. It, it's a nice idea, but it's also incredibly hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's very sad. One day you just get a tweet at someone like, I built your house! I, But like, everyone that I tell that doesn't play Sims finds this hilarious. But it's very common in the Sims community. Everyone does it. Of course it, it is, because you're all fucking lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, it's so, every every time every time you have brought up 
the Sims community, and I've then gone after the podcast to go check if this was a real thing and not just something you've imagined. <laughs> I'm always surprised by the amount of people that are this invested in the Sims, and especially people that are still invested in like Sims Three. Oh, you don't, you don't diss Sims Three. It is a strange. <laughs> It's a strange thing, but people are very protective over Sims 3. It's like oh. the same people that are still very protective over Smash Brothers Melee. I fucking I mean, love Smash hey. Brothers Melee. <laughs> yeah, but that. they can't they, they they can't let go okay. of like hey, oh, no, hey this still, thing's no longer supported. I'd still but then you then... probably play, weirdly enough, Smash Ultimate than Melee, even though Melee is noted as my favourite game of all time. So because I feel a bit like I need to defend myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send you an example. Oh, bear with me. I'm just getting the photos. I am gonna. She, she's sending you the link to her Reddit post of it, so you can see all the upvotes. No, I'm not. Reddit. I'm not. I'm not doing that because <laughs> I'm. I'm embarrassed that I post on the Sims Reddit. Stop it. <laughs> He's fucking awful. Um, 180 upvotes. I've had more. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I, some I'm of my Sims posts like, scared to engage with the people on there. Some of my Sims posts. No, to be fair, I get the most of my karma. I have like ten thousand karma, and the majority of it from posting in the Sims Four subreddit. Oh. Um, so this is the house I recreated. I'm sending you the actual house. Um, you probably won't be able to put a graphic up of this in case okay, someone yeah. is now living there. And we're, and we're just going to expose their home on the internet. I will send you a photo of my Sims house. I, I accidentally clicked on the last picture first and then was like, I'm going to cycle through and then saw the Jewish podcast sign. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, feature of the house. Oh, <laughs> so you actually... A nice house. That's a, that is a lot of work you've put into that. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. I made the house. That is a lot of work. Oh, this damn. works doesn't work on a audio podcast, but <laughs> it is a take our word. It for is it. a very luxurious, like American style modern house yeah. with a pool and stuff. And I think I think the pool has been photoshopped slightly. Yes, uh, because they've put a runny. They've put like a waterfall, but they've not matched it up at all. No. So the um, the actual photo that is my my Sims build is too good to be photoshopped. <laughs> your your Sims house is more realistic than the actual photos you've built yes. this off. I am somewhat <laughs> um... of a a god, and somebody actually commented. Someone commented like, "Oh my god, do you stream on Twitch? Do you have a YouTube? You're oh, amazing!" Wow. And this is the first house I've ever fucking built on the Sims. Yeah. And someone's like, "Oh my god, are you famous?" <laughs> and Mom. I now feel like I should get a Twitch because the world I, wants I don't me. Know how much <laughs> Twitch content you can actually get out of this. Though, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea how I, much content I follow so can many people who do this exact Twitch, content. Twitch streamers are probably quite well practiced in it, where there's going to be you sat there Whoa. Like, flicking between That's images. That's exactly what people the stream do. It's just dead. No. It's <laughs> like. Oh. Hold on a minute, everyone. Chat amongst yourselves in the chat. No, the chat get involved. <laughs> this image. No, that is exactly how people do it. You have no idea. I watch people on Twitch do this exact I'm not thing. Sure if that's better or worse. <laughs> 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 in my mind. I yeah. So everyone, check me out on Twitch. Um, 
Next um, week, Lauren has been banned from Twitch. Because I said the word simp. <laughs> which use of the word simp. No, simp has been banned. Oh, you can't yeah, say has. simp on Twitch. And yeah. there was that guy that, that used to stream about um, something that S-I-M-P stands for with like gravity or black holes. And he couldn't stream about it because the word simp has been banned. Wow. A travesty. A travesty amongst men. <laughs> I don't actually know why they've banned the word simp, though. Uh, because it's mostly used within very far right wing circles, <laughs> and usually tied with a lot of people using uh the hard, hard R version of the N word. Yikes! Yo, so it's... uh, so which is bit... well, I'd get banned, wouldn't I? But yeah, that that was my that was my new hobby. I'm glad. So that... you'll find Lauren on uh, Parlor. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, um, or Gab, whichever whichever right wing one they're using this week. Yeah, Jesus. I yeah. So there we go. That's that's pretty much. <laughs> um, thank you all for 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 laughing at me. My my non gamer friends laughed at me, but I thought I could come here to this <laughs> safe space. Not... Oh, this is not a safe space. I'm not laughing at you, Lauren. I'm laughing at the idea of what you're doing. So... <laughs> Um, I'm laughing at the concept. I don't see what's so <laughs> funny about like it's a building sim. Why wouldn't you want to build a real house? <laughs> Why wouldn't you want? I played to... Sims when I was a kid, and I used to build my own house. Yeah, what's so different? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's not just strangers living in what I've built. <laughs> yeah, but it's inspiration. Like I, I don't know how to build a house because I'm like, oh, what house? Like, what do houses even look like? And then you look for an inspiration picture, and then they I have walls, and then and I stuff want, between them. I want to build that house. Uh, just to uh, let you all know, I've been delivered a fish finger sandwich. Oh, so, um, who delivered it? Was it Lubert? No, it was my dad. Oh, I think it would have been better if it was Louis that delivered you that sandwich with like a bite taken out of it. <laughs> I don't know where that child is today. Are you not with child today? Uh, not with child. Yeah. I was just getting my leg. Mm. Oh, lovely. So now we get ASMR fish finger sandwich. Uh. Hopefully not. Hopefully the NVIDIA broadcast uh, siphons that out. I'm already picking Ooh. up some mouth <laughs> sounds. Yeah, claggy. <laughs> Have you ever had a corn fishless finger sandwich? It's the most convincing of all the substitutes. It actually is. It's corn, very good. Corn no. fingers are, are genuinely important. Corn, corn gives me the shit. So yeah, I, don't I was going to say, it. corn does not agree with me either. Really? I, I remember having discussions with Jacob about his <laughs> corn farts. Yeah, <laughs> genuinely. Do the experience micro when I, when I did I did work help. experience in a school, and um, yeah, <laughs> I had to like the children. I had to find like what. <laughs> I had to find like secluded places in the school where I could just let loose of my corn parts. What, you were just like that was that's fucking weird, Jacob. Like, imagine going to that school and they're like, "Who's that strange guy grimacing while standing in a corner by himself?" It wasn't like painful. It was just like I did it, and then I was like, "Wow, that smells real bad," and they're kind of frequent. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dickens is hiding behind the lockers again, and we don't know why. Doesn't smell. <laughs> yeah, the funny smell. 
You can only assume something has died over there. Yeah, I've never, I've literally not had corn since, and that was about uh, probably about ten years ago now. Yeah, I, I imagine um, the recipe has changed somewhat. I mean, I was, an awkward, I was an awkward kid as well. Yeah, of course, I'm going to find somewhere to hide, other than being proud of my my toots. <laughs> Toot with pride, Jacob. <laughs> I remember in high school there was a teacher that stank. What if she, she was like allergic? Hearts? No, just like BO and stuff. Oh, uh, she was allergic to uh, deodorants and stuff. Oh, um, shit. But, but she was also completely it. useless at her job. <laughs> so, uh, so she... to mock her. For her <laughs> so there was, you know, she's the type of teacher that the that the kids bullied. Oh. Um, we had one of those. Not because of not because of a smell, not because of a smell, just because she was useless. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I went to go get like as a weapon <laughs> because she was useless. Um, but so she was a music teacher, and the music department of the high school were like in two separate buildings, like slightly away from the school. One was just a porter cabin that had been left and converted into a classroom, and that's where the music staff had banished her to. It oh. turns out she she left the school because the music staff were even worse than the, oh. st- than the kids, um, and that that uh, that porter cabin was never used after she left because it smelt so bad oh, that it oh, that it was, was unusable. I feel kind of bad. I mean, <laughs> I I didn't I I felt bad at the time, but then I remembered how useless she was <laughs> and how she just locked a student in a cupboard because she didn't know how to deal with it. <laughs> Wow. Oh, that that's teaching. We had a we had a my French teacher was fucking useless. And I remember one day she came in with this bandage on her face and we right. were like Madame, what what did it was French, obviously, so the <laughs> bandage. <laughs> what did you do? And she was like, Oh, I accidentally shaved off my mole this morning. Oh. And she had this massive, like, full-on wart to the size of like a penny oh, massive mole. And she just fucking shaved oh. it off one morning. And oh. we were just horrified. Um and yeah, cue the several weeks of kids bringing guacamole to school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we had a french think? teacher that lasted three months did they also shave um, off um part of their face? no but they but because they, but because they lost the job at the school they had to go work in subway until they ran out of money and were forced to leave back to france oh wow oh we had a I, you know at the, t- at the time when i was in high school all this was hilarious but now i actually think about it it's like oh my god we were terrible that person's livelihood is ruined yeah we uh, yeah this out of one of the french teachers who was actually french mole woman was english but um <laughs> that we had mole this woman. other friend oh yeah as opposed to mole woman who we never marked <laughs> no but she was she had no control whereas the actual french french teacher was like a slave driver but, sorry like, we would, we w- her name sounded very similar to Pikachu, so everyone called her Madame Pikachu, and she hated it. And also, her English, bless her, she was fucking French. Of course, her English was not going to be perfect. But she would always say, take your book at the back of the book, and people just ripped her for it. Bless Madame Pikachu. I, I was never, sorry, what? 
Madam Pikachu. Did you miss that part I, of the story? I, I wasn't paying attention. I was busy playing with Google Translate. Um, <laughs> I was never good at French, so can you pronounce that? <laughs> Je rase ma tope. <laughs> that was, I shaved off my mole. Ah, nice. <laughs> Does it sound familiar, Laura? Um, no, because she was shit at French as well. <laughs> And um, I don't want to say her name because, obviously, data protection and all that shit. <laughs> but she had possibly the worst name, and I'm going to send it all so you can react. Oh, God. I mean, surely if it's like a... I guess you don't want to give... We don't want to dox her. Don't want to dox this teacher who's <laughs> probably not been teaching. Okay, yeah. Oh. Yeah, given that she shaved off her mole and she had a crooked nose, <laughs> it was pretty on the nose. Oh, yeah, the best the best teacher name I ever came across was we had a, a substitute teacher for one lesson, um, and his name was Mister Sith. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, "Whoa, do not fuck with this guy." <laughs> I'm just imagining some old teacher guy just just unlimited power <laughs> spiraling towards you from behind his desk. <laughs> I am the classroom teacher. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I am the headmaster. <laughs> oh, this is segued. All from my yeah, building houses being a sim card. Yeah, that was it. <sighs> yeah, if you guys want to talk about we talk cyberpunk, about cyberpunk now? now, yeah. Once I'm interested more, to hear Ollie will rule the galaxy. Galaxy. <laughs> Oh that was like a, a Tom and yeah. Tommy and Timmy moment. Yeah. Oh. Right. So one of you. I'm almost finished sandwich. <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make a, a stab in the dark of how the next forty minutes is gonna go. Joel go hates for it. a lot of things about cyberpunk. Ollie's one of the few sods that's actually had no issues with cyberpunk. And Minimal issues. I can't say I've had no bugs. No, I said I will nearly. Detail the... <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a lot of a lot of um, angel and devil on the shoulder, and and, and me and Jacob are just the ears in between. <laughs> Joel's with, with desperate no attempts to convince me that I hate this game, <laughs> and then no! also, and also shaming him for already recreating a different character. No, I okay. I am gonna I am gonna shame yeah. Ollie here. <laughs> Ollie right. hasn't actually entered the open world because he oh, hasn't no, I, even seen. No, I have entered the open I, world. I have you seen? I, I, have you seen the title card? I I don't think I have, but I've been. <laughs> have you met? Have you met Keanu I've Reeves? I've not met Keanu Reeves yet, but I have entered the open okay. world. Okay, that's all I've spent my time on is just wandering around. Okay, the as soon as the title card hit, and the game actually opened up. Uh, that is when all of my issues began. Oh, maybe basically. I'll just stay in this nice, enjoyable little bubble then, where it's safe. When it was a little bit more focused and people weren't calling me every five seconds to tell me that they've got a car that they want me to buy, <laughs> um, <laughs> the game was infinitely better. No, the, um, the main reason that I made a new character um, is because... I, I just wanted to try out the female character and see whose voice actor I preferred. No, you wanted to look at boobs. I was going to say, you could just I... look up a YouTube video for that. 
Well, I thought I well no. You I wanted want... the perfect nipples. Admit it. You got offended that I was actually doing the boob customization. <laughs> no, like... I didn't. Yeah. I just, I just was. You spent a long time deciding the nipples. It's I just wanted to play there, around with some customization is... and see what a female character was like, and I do prefer the female voice actor so far. Um, the, um, the male the, guy the, the... is. He's very Commander Shepard. He's very Brooklyn. Yes, I might be wrong uh, in that with my accent placing. He's he's very he's very generic, gruff American. Yeah, which just so happens to be very Brooklyn. Um, there is a romance that you can't access unless you have a feminine body, feminine voice. Um, what? There, there, so there, there is there. So because there's one romance in the game that you can't access unless you're a woman basically oh okay. have, uh feminine it, it basically it's ha- you have to have a fe- so you could be a, yeah, you could you be a can guy a man and give them the female voice yeah so as long as you've got a feminine body and feminine voice it, you know you can access this uh, okay. you can access that um what so it's like all the options available to both I assume so because it's the only one I've seen that's actually because I was like I'm getting to the end of this side quest line, uh, this storyline, and it's very obvious that this would be where the romance stuff kicks in. Okay. If I was not a gentleman that looked like a prick. <laughs> um. <coughs> so, okay. Yeah. So. So I'll talk about the actual game now instead of just yeah. like a boob customization and, and penis customization. How is how is Whitehaven? <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, did you listen to last week's podcast? Uh I didn't know. I uh, we, we pissed you off intentionally. Made so many bad wrong witcher references <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. Uh White Orchard became Whitehaven. Yeah, once again. Um, I think I think Jennifer Gerald of like, Ribena. Oh yes, <laughs> Gerald, Gerald from the Riviera. Yeah, um, and his gal Jen. <laughs> oh yeah, good old Jennifer. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, Ollie, I, how I'm, are you finding it? Considering now so you're on I, a second run already. Yeah, I'm. I'm obviously gonna make loads of comparisons to to The Witcher just because that's probably the the game I've played the most ever just behind Halo 3. Um but also because Cyberpunk 2077 is kind of just built in the same way. It is kind of built identically. Like it, I don't think people notice it as much probably because of the shift to first person, but like that game is laid out exactly the same. You've just got your big map with all your your question marks on it. Um, you you approach them. The main difference is that it's just it's just another big CD project red world full of points of interest. And I think there's more focus on the side stuff this time. Uh, I guess because the the main quest is shorter. I know in the production there was a lot of talk about like oh people didn't finish Witcher three or whatever. Bunch of bunch of bunch of pussies. I mean, <laughs> finishing finishing The Witcher three by itself, like the that main storyline is a majority of that game. Yeah, that um, goes and goes. Um, but no, it's it feels like everything is just got to kind of like 
you don't have Witcher contracts anymore. You just have gigs, gigs which are just contracts for like cyber psychos and stuff. And yeah, you approach them. Of course, you don't need to approach a notice board and pick up a task. No, uh, and also, board, also but... once you leave, once you leave that introductory area, they will just call you constantly with stuff to do, um, and you don't even have to go back to the. You don't even have to see them. So I've not even seen. So I've is not that actually an introductory area because I've not hit any walls so far, and I'm not really doing quests or anything i'm just there, there is a there is there. a point there is a point where you will um yeah, th- there was a definitely a point where i hit of like okay i better go do this main quest thing um just just because i y- you need you need the keanu character to sort of activate a couple quests here and there yeah so um, i've basically done main quest to the point where i've accessed all like any abilities that are kind of locked behind quest progress and then i've just gone off and done my own thing um the new character that i made i've not really played the game on i've just gone through the street kid life path because i originally started on nomad uh and realized that it makes very little difference it Uh, is a it is one speech check and even then none of the speech checks that have come up where it's been like street kid have actually ever been like the yellow ones where it progresses the uh, conversation down a different path. I've had a it's few always... with with the nomad ones, mainly in side quests. Yeah, so in in side quests and stuff, it'll come up of like the yellow, but in like the main quest stuff, it's yeah. always been the blue like optional dialogue that you can do, and it's almost entirely useless because it's. It's that weird thing where your character already knows the world, so has to say it out loud, explain it to both the player and the other character, but the other character probably already knows what they're talking about anyway. So yeah, some of them see- work really well of like, okay, yeah, no, this this makes sense. Like you're saying this out loud, like this technical, you know, this street kid thing. Um, but then... Other times it's just like the family family guy bit where Brian died and Lois Griffin goes, "Oh, a dog, Brian Griffin is dead," <laughs> because because the audience might have only just tuned into the channel at that point in time and has to you know they have to recap the entire story. See, this um, is again where I look at the game through Witcher goggles because <laughs> you you have to look at this and think this this is not a Bethesda game. This is not. No. Elder Scrolls and Fallout, where you just make this blank slate character from scratch. Like, no, it, it is a character that you're playing. Yeah, you can change appearance and playstyle and stuff, but this is still an exist like like Geralt. This is still an existing character in the world that probably, even with you changing the life paths and stuff, they have this backstory that's already in place. Like, this is not. There's even that six month montage of like I, him doing things. You know, like this is how he got into his life of crime as a murder. Yeah, the the montage was one of the things that kind of disappointed me, to be honest, because I, as I Definitely said, I went. Definitely seemed like all that was meant to be tutorialized. I was gonna say cut content, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I initially picked Nomad on the basis that when you play the Nomad, you've grown up outside Night City, and this is your first time seeing Night City. So I thought it's my first time playing the game so i can kind of 
relate to the character there. This is my first time seeing everything. But then it hits you with a six-month montage, and then you're dropped into the city, and by then the character has established himself in the city. Everything is already in progress. You don't get that one moment of kind of that moment of sort of wonder of arriving in the city and having that like i don't know this is probably the strangest comparison but if anyone remembers in a bug's life when <laughs> um when flick leaves the colony and it finds the the town of bugs and it gives you the little montage of him seeing the bright lights of the new city i wanted that in cyberpunk <laughs> i wanted cyberpunk. i wanted to um, yeah, I wanted to arrive and just take in the sights, and you never really get that. It, you just get a montage of whatever life path you do. You'll you'll do one little mission for Nomad. You just kind of, you do a bit of driving in the kind of badlands outside, and then meet Jackie and get your montage. Street kid, yeah, street kid, you, uh, you Jackie get your montage. Yeah, you meet Jackie in a different different capacity, don't you? you yeah, him, you uh, you you're both trying to steal the same car and because you argue over who gets the car the cops get you yeah and then you go eat noodles and then suddenly you're friends <laughs> uh, they yeah no i also like the street kids backstory is like I, I almost it's like sometimes it's weird because i as the further i've gotten into the game v makes references to like oh yeah i'm still you know I know Night City, but I don't really know Night City. So with the street they, kids, because they've they only grown up in this it. one section. Yeah, they try and f I think they try and frame every life path in a way that you're not entirely fit. Because with the street kid, you've been away in Atlanta for like six years or whatever. Yeah, uh, and you're returning. Obviously, Nomad, you've never been. I've not done the Corpo one yet, so I don't know how different that will be. But it just feels like they all intentionally all just lead you to the same place so yeah like the, feel it, like you've got a different backstory because you've done a different opening mission but from there everything is just gonna be as planned i guess but going back to your point of like this isn't a bethesda game and stuff it like it felt like in the witcher even even like the slightest like i know like the choices i'm making within this game are altering um you know paths of where this game's going and stuff like that uh because you saw a very different way to deal with the maelstrom guys yeah uh, royce so i blew his head off you've you managed to I talk way around it complicated route with that because because you so that's one of one of the earliest missions um you basically had i think it was one that was showcased in a lot of the e3 demos and stuff um where you got to go and buy the robot uh, yeah, and you can you can meet with the the military guys before it um to get like some kind of tip or whatever. So they give you a credit chip that has a virus on it, so you can go and pay with that and then inflict the virus on the maelstrom guys. You skipped over that bit, I think. So and just blew that off. So basic basically, at no point did anyone mention like, oh yeah, you should probably go see these guys. You get um, one little phone call, and then it gives you an optional objective of you might want to talk to this person before you go. See this? See this? Just never this just never cropped up. As far as I, because I've done basically every single optional like 
thing that I could possibly do to see where it goes. Um, it, I, it, it might sometimes even be to do with what dialogue you pick on the phone. It possibly has to do with the dialogue that you pick on the phone because the Militech stuff just never came up. All I knew is that the mil- it was that Jackie was like worried about Militech tracing them back and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, my character's basically brute forced his way through a lot of situations, but with a lot of violence yeah so obviously with that you can you can take the militech chip you can side with militech give maelstrom the virus um i'd started with like a higher engineering skill or something like that so it get i also had the option to scan the chip and i could wipe the virus from it so then i went to the maelstrom guys paid with the credit chip told them there was going to be a virus on here you're being set up by militech i've wiped it so I just bought it, and then the Maelstrom guys were on my side, and then loads of Militech guys attacked us, and Royce got in a big mech suit and helped me. Yeah, um, so what happened with me is that Royce, is that, you know, you find out, like, um, the previous leader and Dex had made an agreement. Um, Dex is the guy that's given you the mission, basically. Yeah. Um they've given they've come to some agreement that dex has already paid in full for the thing and all your job is is to go get what he's paid for um so i show up and royce appears out of the background um because these other two goons were like yeah sure this is you've already paid for it we already know about the deal you can take it royce shows up in the background is like hey I, i want more money Pay you didn't pay me, you paid him, the guy I took over because I killed him. So you gotta pay in full. Gives you three options of like pay again, um, or just gun him down. And then another option of like, can I get a discount? And I was just like, ah fuck this, I just wanna see what happens if I gun him down. And it's pretty cool, you know. You do just straight up blow his head off <laughs> um pretty viciously, and then you just fight through the maelstrom guys. And you also skip a potential Royce boss fight with him in the mech suit. Oh, okay. Uh, because he's dead. No one's getting in that mech suit. Yeah, so, um, so in yours, I'm guessing the guy that he took over from, you said he's killed him. Yeah. Um, so he's still alive on mine, and it turned out Royce actually had him in a cell, and I freed oh. him and kind of made peace between them. Uh, and ah, just all of them helped me kill Militech. Um, but then this is kind of one of the problems I have. Like I've done all that in the mission and I have a sort of uneasy alliance with Maelstrom. But then when I'm exploring, if I encounter Maelstrom guys, they just still attack on site. They are still yeah. just kind of faceless this, enemies. This is an issue that p- persists through the entire game because like, it feels like Maelstrom, uh, the animals and scavs um, are like the three factions that, uh, CDPR have just sort of like dropped into any situation where it, they need enemies but they don't want like a major faction like the Tiger Claws or the Voodoo Boys or whatever like anyone that's potentially story focused doesn't get uh, dropped in whereas like Maelstrom I, I've I've gunned so many of them down which is understandable like they, they, they're hostile to me because I blew them all to bits at the start of the game Um but then it's it's still weird when like the tiger claws are like the gang that I keep seeing around you know in like the um 
the NCPD uh, crime yeah. bits where like these random fights will pop up. You can intervene or you can just drive past. Um, and they're entirely, mostly like Tiger Claws guys. But then I can still casually walk into the Tiger Claws like head office and talk to the character to the to the leader um who only has two optional pieces of dialogue and then everything is just through gigs um but then, like, uh, again this is an issue this is a witch uh, an issue that the witcher 3 had as well because like you can have your ending that alters the world state where you can like side with um Dijkstra and basically win the war against Nilfgaard and stuff but after that you you just get a little video montage like it your choices do affect these kind of set pieces and these moments in the mission but they don't alter the world yeah uh, and 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 that and this is this is this is mostly the issue i have with it because if you remember all the stuff that they were doing pre-release they were like yeah this is going to be story focused and the world's going to change and stuff like that and it's just like this world feels impossibly dead all the time even if it's filled with things going on and stuff like that but it's constantly like one step forward of like okay this story beats happened and then three steps back because then it's just like okay i guess these are just goons like um like the the only time that the story actually changes like the the world actually shows that it's changing is in the loading screens Oh, when you get the like news reports and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's like at the point that I'm at, the loading screen has now changed to like the inside of this warehouse that I invaded, basically, um, and okay. fucked up. And the news story is like o- over the top is about um, to do with you know the main plot. Uh, and that's the only time that anyone has made any reference to the world changing around them. Like I got to the end of two storylines. And okay, no, there's another point, and that's uh, a character is no longer in the world, basically. Um, okay. Because they've gone off to another state to go visit their grandparents, get out of Night City, um, and you get one text from them, and then it seems like that story's closed, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's as I said, you're at, some of the criticisms I see are obviously entirely valid that some people say that your actions don't have any consequences and that isn't that's true not because... that's not true they yeah, just don't have yeah. it's just not as yeah. impactful because it's not like in the witcher it made more sense like you know it felt you know the witcher didn't feel like you were being funneled down a path yeah um... and in the Witcher, i guess even with everything going on in terms of the war uh, and the kind of aftermath of the war that's taking place, you're pretty inconsequential in that. You have your own goal where you're finding Siri. Whereas I guess like I've not that got that far into the main story, so I, I can't say a hundred percent, but I'm guessing you're going to be a lot more involved in kind of the politics of Night City. And so, the, that, the that, so that's the war. thing. That's the thing is, cyberpunk as a genre is inherently political and you know like mostly deals with um you know smaller stories within a larger world and then them is go you know mostly anti-capitalist agenda sort of stuff yeah. um you know big corporations are bad etc cetera, etc cetera. 
But like, for as much as you interfere with Arasaka and um, no, you know, and with Johnny Silverhand being in, you know, very very anti-court, um. Nothing seems to actually like. There's no like, actually, you know, going against the politics of the world. You are very insulated from a lot of stuff. It's a lot of. You, it's a lot you're of like. Kind of always going to play as a criminal, just doing stuff. In doing the stuff like it feels like V has a very you know has a set agenda, which is he wants to be the best, or they want to be the best. Um. And, like, there is a political story of, like, you starting to, you know, do do some, um, it's a side quest. Um, You start helping some politicians with, like, a mystery surrounding a murder, and it goes deeper than you thought it did. And then it just stops. Like, you get to the point of, like, okay, here's the turning point of this story. This can go either either way. And then the mission ends. Like, that's it. It's done. You get to the point of like starting to get into the politics of stuff, and that yeah, done. That's it. That that that's the end of the quest line. I was like, did I do something wrong? I I reloaded. I loaded up a guide on Eurogamer, and you know, like looks through like what the optional paths. And it's like no, like that's it. You get you get a phone call in the credit sequence of like you know like here's all the results of your actions. Um. Which is, you know, and also like, it's it's stuff like when you start to deal with like the voodoo boys, um, and yeah. So I've not encountered the voodoo boys you, yet. The, the voodoo boys right. are a story folk. You will not deal with the voodoo boys like in gigs or stuff like that. You have to. It's a story like a story beat, basically. Um, okay. But like it. It, so I was reading the um, so on the PC you get if you like the goodies from the good old games version. I don't know if they're in the Steam version as well, but uh, there's the full PDF of the original tabletop RPG manual, uh, the core the core book for 2020. Okay. Uh, so I was reading through that and like you know just to see like what the differences are between and like most of the most of the cast is, you know most of the gangs and stuff like that are very similar. I mean you know. But the Voodoo Boys have completely been changed uh, because in 2020, the Voodoo Boys were a bunch of white people that had taken on, you know, culturally appropriated. Because the game, the, Cyberpunk as a game is made by, uh, Cyberpunk 2020 was made by a um, a black guy. Uh, so, it, you know, he used, he used cultural appropriation of like, 80s and 90s, you know, that sort of, that sort of stuff of like, um, you know, the, the, these are just a bunch of white guys that have taken on the name Voodoo Boys and wear dreadlocks and, uh, you know, take have taken the culture from what they know about voodoo and stuff, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, here they are, it, and it's just like, suddenly like, and you know, you start reading more and more stuff of like, there's a great interview from Wired, uh, it's an article with some interviews in it um, about like, um, you know, where cyberpunk as a genre came from and why there's a massive difference between Japanese cyberpunk and American cyberpunk where in America, like cyberpunk came from 
a fear of um, the Japanese taking over technologically. Um, like, that's why there's a lot of, like, you know, in Blade Runner, there's a lot of, you know, all the cultures have been mixed and stuff like that. Um, and it seems like CD Projekt Red have continued that in a way where it's just like, uh, guys, why are the voodoo boys now entirely Haitian? Which is fine. Like, okay, this gang is coming, taking over the name. Uh, but why are they entirely Haitian? Majority of them, I say 95% of the characters that I interacted with when I was doing the Voodoo Boy storyline were black. Um, but why are they living in squalor as if it's like, you know, a third world country? And also within the lore of 2077, they make their money through scams and hacks via email. And it's just like, guys, this is, you can't, you can't, like, this is not the political stuff you should be getting into of making mm. racial caricatures of these characters, of like this, you know, these super hackers. And they make their money by emailing about being the princes of Nigeria and stuff. Oh, I, I have seen a lot of those emails. Yeah, that's all the they, voodoo they boys. They show up on virtually every computer you log into. I guess that's because it's supposed to be like a chainmail. Yeah, thing. it's precisely um, that. I hadn't met the Voodoo Boys yet, so I'd not link yeah, that like, to them. It's but they, they don't outright say it. They don't. You have to find a very there's um uh, there's a little booklet somewhere in you know on the, like the desk of like what their plan is and how they make money and stuff. It's never outright said. It's just within the law of like within one of the codecs. Uh, thick collectible things, which are fucking everywhere and constantly repeat. I I I open the codex like the journal, like see what I'd actually collected, you know, because I I like to read these things after the after I finish the game because otherwise I get distracted. Um, and I thought I'd collected like three hundred of these fucking things because they're just fucking everywhere. Doesn't matter where you go, there is always a little yeah. data pack with information in and they constantly repeat so i've only got like a hundred and i must have collected at least 500 of them throughout the entire game because i'm just constantly picking them up like oh this must be new information there's no way to tell if you've read them or not if they're new it's just constantly like just repeats and repeats and it's the same when you like start uh hacking you know so you're going through the technical path aren't you now uh the engine like yeah. You're trying to do like um, trying to do like more hacking and stuff. Yeah, so on on the first one I made, I went into like crafting and engineering. Uh, didn't really touch the net running. So for combat, I just went in just kind of jack of all trades, weapon types. Yeah, just try everything out. Uh, I tried making a, a more focused character this time, uh, so I could do a bit more stealth and net running. Um, as I said, I've not really made all. I've really done is the the street kid prologue on that. So I've not made any progress yet um in terms of the actual gameplay it did feel when i first played that this stuff isn't really going to be viable until i'm a higher level until i know so it's only into it i i have now hit the point where it's you know so i was telling um on the group chat yesterday like i put maybe 30 to 35 hours into this game now and it's only now that the hacking is actually like the the quick hacks and stuff like that are actually viable. Yeah, because um, it leveling works 
I guess in the kind of Elder Scrolls system where you level a specific skill by using it, um, it and then it's you get very, a more experience. It's well. very um, Oblivion and Morrowind, yeah. uh, not Skyrim, because like Skyrim has sort of took that stuff out. Yeah, so you kind of you have your overall level, but then each skill has its own level as well. Yeah, so like if you're like doing a lot of sprinting around the world, you'll just suddenly see like a level up stuff in the corner, um, of like athletics. Yeah, it's very oblivion where you you just people make a bot to just jump on the spot. Yeah, just to just to level up the athletics. Um, yeah, I I just felt like I tried a bit of the net running at first on my initial playthrough, and it it just felt like but, I have no incentive to do this. It's everything's going to be so much easier if I just get detected and just shoot my way so through. So that's how I thought it was. So I sort of pivoted my character towards like quick hacking and stuff like that, and I was like, okay, this will be you know I'll be able to jack into computers and start turning things off more easily and stuff like that, and like it flirts with net running. There is a very long sequence where you, you know, actually go into the net, which I was worried they weren't going to do. Um, but then it constantly flirts with like net running and stuff like through the quick hacks. and But you're never actually going into the net like mid mission to, you know, I, I'm interfacing with this camera over here. And, you know, it's just all through the computer. It's never any actual net running. It's just very basic like computer hacking at the end of the day um like uh the but i've I found like it's the easier way to it's it's basically your bow and arrow in skyrim while crouched behind a pair of barrels and you just pop in and out every now and then to you know shoot someone and they go who who did that yeah. and then they walk it's around just attack while crouching and you will get a bonus yeah as long as they're turned around and you're like it straight up uses like vision cones um and they're dumb as shit <laughs> i i was i basically walked up to someone behind them because i was out of the vision cone they didn't detect me and i just killed them you know so supposedly the ai problems are a bug yes and not just poor ai uh and i have kind of found some evidence of that because I, I know the police ai has been like a big talking point where they they just they like, just appear no police chases they just spawn behind you yeah uh, and I, it does seem like that is actually a bug because i have occasionally encountered police chases um i i, I have as well where they've started scouring the area and stuff like that um yeah I, it mainly it only seems to happen to me in actual car chases. I don't know if that's part of the issue. Is they will initiate a car chase if you commit crimes. If I run someone over, they will start chasing me. If I'm out of my car and I shoot someone, they just all seem to spawn to my location. Yeah. Um, and in, like I think the most egregious like police thing I've seen so far in my game was uh, there was a you know crime occurring uh, take out the enemies and secure the evidence it's a it's, it's a side gig thing so i went in yeah. and it's the police fighting with some maelstrom goons so i killed all the maelstrom goons but then the police turned on me because i'd committed violent acts yeah and, the, but then but it, then wouldn't re, but then wouldn't remove themselves from cover so that they just sort of like stood there saying like you're under you know like 
four four badges in the corner of the mini map and um you know they're all shooting me but then they wouldn't turn around when i just exited the area i just left and they're just there I, like stop in the name of the law and it's just like I, i'm gone bye i had a similar issue on one of the one of the gigs i just did um or is it is it like the scavengers um, yeah whatever they're called um where they were actually working for one of the the ripper docks and he was like taking augments from dead bodies or something yeah um so you you find that out and you go to him and you can either keep silent and get a discount at his store or call him a scumbag basically um and that you won't accept the bribe and i think the idea is that if you turn down his bribe you're supposed to kill him uh because he as soon as you say that he starts running away but i presumed it would kind of go to some cutscene or it would like set me up to actually kill him but he just runs away and because i wasn't quick enough he was already out the door before i shot him at which point the police saw me do it they say this so, exact same thing happened to me the exact same yeah, thing it's probably the same mission or it's a, the, the exact same mission i know which one you're talking about it's like some dude that's like stammering over himself and he's just like yeah. i need to go i need to go get something from the back can you wait here and then he's gone and yeah i, I guess the idea is that you just immediately shoot him if you're not going to take his bribe um but then but, yeah he gets out to the yeah. street and then the police are on you like you know this guy is a scumbag and probably this is if we're talking morality i guess the better morally right option than taking his bribe but this is the option that will get the police on you yeah it's i like the bugs in this game are the bugs and like certain social issues especially like to do with like the voodoo boys and the tiger claws and you know like why is there no just american accented japanese person in this game that like i can understand like there's a main like a main character that you deal with from arasaka who has a very thick japanese accent and that's understandable because he's from japan um but like why are all these why are all these japanese dudes that obviously have lived in california in night city for the last you know a majority of their lives um you know they might have visited japan at some point but why are they all speaking fluent japanese why are they all speaking with thick japanese accents when very clearly they're american like it, it, it's weird things like that but then it's also like the bugs that i'm i'm experiencing the further and further i get into the game like i've had two times now where the subtitles broke um and they were searching for the polish files because then the it, because it came up with like uh johnny johnny silverhands was talking and at the bottom it was like uh bracket pl underscore pl bracket and then all in polish of like what he was saying close brackets pl underscore pl like the file it was searching for the file for polish subtitles um and he wasn't speaking polish uh it, it's just weird things like that you know like um consistently characters are pulling things out of their pockets and then they just float in midair and they'll just or i was talking to a character in a car they get out the car i thought you know it says it then says like press f to get out the car so i got out the car 
and my character was just permanently like sat down <laughs> like walk so i looked down and like he's doing still doing his walking animation but he's crouched um like as if he's sat in a car so his little legs are just going <laughs> um and i then couldn't get up i had to reload the game um yeah, or, I, as I said, or, or, I, or, I think I think like the thing, the difference between like this and like a Bethesda game glitching out and stuff like that is, at least the Bethesda games, very rarely that progress won't be halted by a glitch. Um, yeah, I I've not encountered anything game breaking yet. Just irritants that, I, that I've had to reload my save for. Like getting like getting a tutorial message stuck on the screen. Yeah, so I've had so the worst the worst ones to get stuck on the screen is whenever someone calls you because the game won't save and it won't let you save while they're on the screen. So I did this entire mission. I was like, okay, I'll I'll do this entire mission and then I'll quick travel to somewhere else and the game should load this. You know, um, it was a go find a cyber psycho. Um, yeah and so i went and did this did this entire thing and thought okay i'll just quick travel to this other location which quick travels another issue i have with this game of like why can i not just open the map and quick travel why do i have to find these fucking points to then quick travel there's no just oh like the witcher definitely had quick travel like that didn't it open the map uh, point to where you want to go no witcher was was the same again i believe i don't I understand you... it i don't understand it i think it was um you had to travel to like specific points like you you had the harbors and things like that that you could travel to mm. I, I i don't i, I don't understand it because there is at some point during that game where you just sort of go i just want to get to this fucking place I just want to. I just want to go straight here. I just want to do this thing. Um, the so like, uh, what was I saying? Um, I forgot what I was saying now. Quick travel. Oh, oh quick travel. So, yeah, so I thought like, um, this 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 call this call was stuck on the screen. I'll you know quick travel and it'll deload it out and load me back in because whatever. Uh, and no. Because the it, the game thought the call was still going on, it wouldn't let me quick travel. <laughs> it wouldn't let me. Uh, it wouldn't let me talk to anyone because I was on a call. So I had to load, reload my game. Go back. To, I think this must have been. I must have had to go back half an hour of, you know, doing stuff. Because the game just refused to quick save or like you know auto save during this entire sequence because of the call was on presumably because if it saves during the calls being on that the game breaks um reloaded the thing same thing happened again same thing happened again but at this point i knew what the i knew what the sequence was of like okay i know where this big you know the cyber psycho is i don't need to do the investigation um and i thought that would just be it the mission would be over but no the game has this old archaic feeling of like no you need to do the points in order to complete the mission so i killed the cyber psycho which is what the quest was asking for um there's not a, really a lot of story around like why these you know there's lore and stuff like that but it's not really important to the game it should be one of those things where like optional like 
go scan these blood patches and stuff like that. It made me go scan all the blood patches, all the stuff, you know, even though the mission was technically over um, to get get the money reward, which was pitiful for what you do. That's, that's, again, something that's kind of lifted from Witcher because the, the scanning is, again, is like, is just the Witcher sense. Yeah, it's just the Witcher sense. Uh, and and even, as boring... Even when you were... Sorry, yeah. No, no, like in The Witcher 3, it wasn't as boring because you were at least getting like, you know, you're hot on the trail of and like a hunt. With Witcher, if you do find the next clue when you're when you're like investigating a monster site or something, it will skip ahead. Yeah, whereas this it might it where, might give you like a fake objective marker for checking these things, but it will skip you onto the next stage, so it's almost kind of regressed at that yeah, point. Yeah, like, or, so the, the this mission where you're helping these politicians, you've got to scan some cables. And I scanned all the cables, and the game was just like, well, you've not scanned this one cable, but it already had given me the next objective of, like, you know, it said, scan the cables, optional. But every time that I went to do that mission, or, you know, like, carried on with that mission, it would default to scan the scan the cables so i couldn't find where i was supposed to go because the game just kept constantly pinging back to finding these fucking cables that i'd already scanned um and then you know eventually wormed it so that so i'm driving and constantly having to go to the map to ping it to tell it to track this objective instead and um it's little things like also like the driving sucks the driving the, the really car, sucks. The car is Roach. Um, it does just remind me of one I, of the the funny bugs I I had because you can you can call for the car like you can call for Roach. Yes, um, and it will it will kind of just teleport to you. Uh, and I did have one occasion where my car spawned on top of another car and multiple they both times. Blew up, multiple times. At which at which point the police attacked me because people had died in the explosion. Yep. Uh, the um the the best glitches I've had with the vehicle spawning is that the uh so I've I've unlocked like a bike, which the motorbikes control way better than the cars, um which is surprising. Yeah, I have I don't have a bike, but I have hijacked one. Yeah, uh the so <laughs> the the bikes sometimes the you 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 press V and the, the the vehicle starts appearing, and then it just doesn't stop and it just drives off. It's just like so. Are you playing mouse and keyboard? I know you're playing on PC. I'm playing. Uh, I'm I'm playing with a controller. Um, I very briefly tried mouse and keyboard, but chose to go with the controller largely because you're on a laptop. You're on a laptop as well. Um, yeah, no. I I do use an actual mouse with the laptop, though. I don't use the trackpad. Uh, the I so I tried driving with a controller, and it's still just as bad. Like everything feels. I said this to Jacob last week. Everything feels like all the weight is in the back of mm. the car. So every time you yeah. make a turn, you have to like you will swing. It's so like it, um, it's like when the this woman will phone you and say like, "Hey, I do driving missions, uh, racing missions." And I'm like, "Fucking hell, what is this? 2002?" Um, like uh, that, that that, and it's just like I'm not gonna fucking bother doing a driving mission in this game where cars are just spawning out of the blue like 
I, I was driving down, I, you know, I'll be crossing the road and I'm constantly getting hit by cars and knocked over because they just spawn. Like I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing like green cross code, like look left and right. I'm doing my hedgehog and I'm still getting fucking hit and knocked down. Um, I, 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 I don't know. It's a lot of little things and then it's a lot of big issues I have. And most of the big issues are to do with like the actual gameplay itself. Um, there's the social issues that I, I have wrong really, with it, but yeah, you've really got to gauge your expectations. Um, but so I, th- th- obviously, this this is the thing. I I lowered my expectations after that first initial trailer in 2018. The one the the gameplay demo that they gave. Oh yeah. Um, you know, well, the one that they gave at E3 to all the journalists, and then yeah, I the think that was the one that was showing the the mission that we were yeah we were talking about. Earlier. Um where it was just like whoa look at this this entire world is alive and you can talk to anyone and and it's just like so i lowered my expectations because i was like this isn't just not going to happen um this is going to be you know and then the further and further we got you know into the thing it's just like i my expectations were not high for this game at all because it was just i was just like you know how could it possibly live up to these you know, ridiculous selling points. Um, it, it can't. It's impossible for it to do that. You're you're not getting this overwhelmingly complex genre-defining game. No, it is actually. You're, you're getting really. It is. A... You're getting a follow-up to The Witcher Three. But but, but in... bear in mind, The Witcher Three is a six-year-old game. But and that's the thing: is this game fit? If this game. You know, if they announced it in 2012 and it came out in 2013, I think it would have fit fit the bill. But this game is so old in so many respects. Like, it it does feel like a game from I don't want to say a previous generation because it, it no, still looks it's, great. It's it's a game. It's a game from you know the like the PS4 Xbox One generation of like here's a map full of shit to do. Um. You know, there's some options. And if you like that, if you like a lot of kind of busy work yeah. in a very pretty world, then which which I do, which I, which I, is why you know, I spent so much time in Witcher Three. I like the world. I like even if it's not like even if my choices aren't affecting it that much. Even if I'm seeing the same thing again, this world is comfortable. It's why I, I like enjoy you know. It's why I like music. that Assassin's Creed game, the the Odyssey. Yeah. It's why I like that Assassin. You know, the, the Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's why I liked um breath of the wild uh you know even if breath of the wild did do that leap that no one expected it to do of like freedom um but what this game is it's just like it it feels old in so many different ways of like i've had two trailing missions of like stand back you know 50 meters so that they don't see you and follow them um and it's just like did we not did even assassin's creed said yeah we're we're fucking dropping these they're boring um and cd project red have just like the witcher 3 never had any of that shit the witcher 3's choices and you know stuff like that might have all like funneled you into one way but it wasn't as clear about how you're being funneled 
cyberpunk is like and then you know like cyberpunk has like you know driving side racing side quests um trailing missions gigs that you know like gta 3-esque like gangs almost of like that's how basic they are it's just like these are the gang this is the japanese gang and they fight with swords and they're in this area this area and this area and they spawn over and over again doing the same crime and you can intervene to get some cash um like and then it's also got all the issues that people complained about with gta 4 of like no one fucking shuts up who's got my number and why do you have it stop calling me just stop calling me please and and then on top of that it's so broken that all these features i can't trust there's like a very uh there is the one of the romance options um you know leads to sex um so after that sequence you get out of whatever you you know you get back into like someone says oh you need to it leads into like another sequence of like ah well you know they're they're attacking the base um so you get you get out of you know and you start you start running towards it but if you don't look down you won't realize that the game has de-equipped all your gear because obviously (laughs) you were nude in the scene and it's not re-equipped it so you so I ran into this battle when where's my gun and then my guy's just there getting obliterated because his fists are out and he's nude. Um <laughs> it's it's just things like that of there there is a moment in The Witcher 3 that does the exact same thing but in a third person game it's a lot easier to notice. It's a lot notice. easier to notice for you to then hit, hit pause and not get killed. Um and I I also find like I also find CD Projekt's take on cyberpunk quite childish. There is a lot of sexual adverts in that game, <laughs> which are just like borderline, not even like lowbrow. Like these are these are things that I would expect Borderlands to be doing, not CD Projekt Red. You know, like you sort of have this expectation of like since The Witcher Three and The Witcher Two of like where their writing level is, and it's just like there is more to cyberpunk. Guy whose penis is on fire. Yeah. Who who just gets saved in your phone as flaming crotch guy? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> Jesse Cox, isn't it? That's his cameo. Is it? Oh, is it? I believe so. He's like Are a you... ginger guy with glasses, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Jesse Cox. Same oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's just like there is more to cyberpunk than sex, and you know, ah, I've got three mouths, and I did see someone submitting a like a bug report on the CDPR forums that um, after all the customizing they did on their penis, they couldn't actually look at it in game, and they had to respond to this person like, "This isn't a bug." You you can't take your clothes off unless it's a cutscene for it. I'll just whip it out. Well, th- th- then again, that was a bug of like people's dicks just flopping out all over the place, <laughs> just flipping through your trousers. Um, yeah, I I you know, do you remember the conversation we had about Fallout Four five years ago, where we said it was a oh, technical man. mess? Um, I mean, I'm sure we did have that conversation. I don't remember. It I, 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 re- I remember having it I'm because sure it, it was not long after me. It was like one of the first major 
games that we discussed on the yeah, podcast right. when coming back. Um, and do you know something? As much as Fallout 4 was broken, it was not as broken as this. I had crashes and I had characters disappear in Fallout 4, but I did not have the game soft lock on me or, you know, prevent me from saving and or lose subtitle files. I've seen I've seen two spelling mistakes. I mean, like for ba- in the grand scheme of things, for the grand scheme of things, but it's like things like this. You can see the seams of this game of like, and just where it's just where it's just fucking broken, and and how it needs fixing. And I don't think this game will ever hit like. I think this game has ruined a lot of trust mm. that was already you know, but at the same time, like it. I, like, but then, but then on the you know, I've been very negative about this game, but on the opposite <laughs> side of it, like, okay, it, one last negativity thing. I think the combat and how you deal with most situations is fucking boring. Um, Deus Deus Ex showed I how to the do gunplay, this. Shit. The the stealth so far hasn't done too much for me because there are. I don't know if it will change when I get things like Mantis blades, but it, it just seems to I, just be a next now. And that's I got it. the mantis blades. Guess what? They're fucking boring. You still snap a neck. It's, instead, you can slash. instead of slapping, yeah, instead of snapping necks, you you're stabbing a dude. Um, I switched to like I got like this. Um, it looks like uh garrot rope, you know, garrot string sort of thing. Oh yeah. And the mono wire. Yeah, the mono wire, and it doesn't do what I thought it was gonna do. It's just like a whip. Is it doesn't doesn't oh. take it doesn't it doesn't have any use while doing stealth. Uh, my guy still snaps the neck with his hands. Um, <laughs> but it, like the combat situations, so you know, like there's this infiltrate this warehouse and you know put a virus on this device is one of the things. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll go into the command room. I'll disable all the. Um, I'll use all these points that I put into tech and engineering and stuff. I'll hack the ser- servers and, you know, destroy and turn off all the um, stuff, uh, all the su- surveillance stuff and the big mech that's walking around. So I did that, turned everything off, snuck past all the guys, killing them along the way, but, you know, snuck past them. Um, and got to the next laptop where you know like overlooking like in another control room overlooking the inside of this warehouse full of emails no way to connect into like the servers or stuff like that okay i'll go to this laptop next to it same thing but with the exact same emails in it it's like who who's logged into their email account on every single fucking laptop in this warehouse (laughs) this is now six laptops i've seen with the same email with maybe one difference between a lot of them. And it's not like the same guy emailing himself and running to the next laptop to write another email. Um, uh, but then it's like, okay, so where's this fucking, surve- you know, to turn off all the surveillance for this thing? I just never found it. So it was just like, okay, I guess I'll just use my quick hacks to turn off all the cameras. Got spotted, you know, 
last second of like just some guy turned the corner and that was it. Went loud, found the laptop. It's in the dead center of this warehouse and it was just like one camera connected and it's just like, well, fuck, th- th- this is pointless. The-, the hacking stuff is almost pointless except when you're doing it on people directly. Like, there is no need to, like, I don't know. I I just have I I just thought I was going into this to get like the Deus Ex experience almost, um you know how that deals with hacking and stuff where, and it's it's not even that like even the hacking mini game is boring. There's no tension in it because you can upgrade yourself to I've got now like a minute and a half to just stare at these Basically letters. A... Um, but on the opposite side of this. I am really liking the story. I think yeah. I think it is one of the uh, it has that same grip that The Witcher 2 and The Witcher 3 had that only CD projects seem to be able to do properly, which is the twists and turns pull you in every single direction even in the tiniest side quest. Um so there's there's like a side quest where uh you had to go it's one of the gigs it's not you know it's not important or anything so you know sorry for spoiling it in any capacity but it's uh basically you go to collect uh like some chemicals from some guy that's run off with them i think if i'm remembering right um and it's in this cd motel you go in you buy a room and you find out that like oh he's in this room but he's no longer in the room uh where is he and you start doing some scanning johnny silverhand pops up and he says uh, you know like do you smell that um and you know you start doing some scanning you find you find where it is and it's like oh right he's dead in a room up up above and there's a whole fucking drug cartel crammed into this one motel upstairs and that's why all the doors are locked and it's just like okay i didn't expect that i didn't expect fucking level 30 characters to be hidden behind this door when i'm level 20 um and you know even the main story even the main story has those twists and turns of just has like a really nice sci-fi twist and turn sort of deal while weaving in like you know i really like jackie um i really like I, I I said to Jacob last week I wasn't sure on Keanu Reeves. Um, I think he's really good. Uh, he he's the only character outside of one point, but that wasn't even like he's the only character that I've not had glitch out on me, like properly. Like he's not. He gets the special treatment. Yeah, like it's very clear that they made sure that Keanu Reeves worked. Um. Like, I thought he seemed a bit wooden from what I've seen, but then I think that is just Keanu Reeves. That's just Keanu Reeves. <laughs> uh, but like, the more you start getting into like, the, you know, the, the the further and further you get in, some some points you're like, ah, Keanu is not really this character at all. Like, but then sometimes he swings it back around, and you're like, ah, no, actually, actually, like, the more you learn about Johnny Silverhand, the more you're like. Now Keanu Reeves is perfect for this because he's trying to be something that he's not. Um, as the more that you get in, uh, or he is this person, but he's just really bad at it. 
Um, but it's a, it, I, I'm really, really enjoying like where the story goes, where the side quests are going, how it all links in. Uh, you see, you, you start seeing like threads where they could totally expand on it in DLC if they wanted to. Um, you know, if this game doesn't have a definitive ending. Uh, yeah, but the combat is. F- uh, but considering like most of the story stuff has to do with like combat and stuff like that, it's, it's just it's 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 not even like Borderlands mind numbing. It's because like at least in Borderlands, like I saw someone comparing it to Borderlands, and I was like, it's not even that level because at least in Borderlands you use every piece of like the pig or the chicken that they present to you, like. Jacob, you know, I know Jacob's character hmm. is like only mainly using the mech, but I'm sure you use every other feature that's given to you at some point. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, no, like uh, grenades and stuff in this game don't seem as as useful, but largely speaking, I will use all of the guns that I've got equipped. I will my my shield has special effects and stuff that are useful, and then yeah, the mech is usually only for when shit gets real when i'm like okay maybe there's a few too many enemies i'll just jump in yeah yeah. uh this is like you've got you know cover slides um you you can specialize in you know hacking if you wanted to you could specialize in but if you are you know so like even though i've specialized in guns and hacking um going you know those ways and then putting some points into body for uh health reasons there is no point of me ever using the slide there's no point of me ever crouching really other than to get into cover and even then it's basically no point at this point because i've got that much armor plating underneath that uh, you know lower level enemies make no scratch on me Mm. um like the quick hacking you know until 20 something hours into the game was completely and utterly useless so mostly the guns and even then the gunplay and the you know shooting people in this game is fucking boring it doesn't there is there is no like it's not only a bad shooter but it is it it would like i i don't know uh, it's. I, I found my three guns that I'm probably going to stick with for the rest of the game because the DPS is so high on them that every gun I've found, even including like the special gun that you only get in certain sequences, no longer compare. Um, mm. So you know I'm using three guns and that's it. Um, wow. And they're all they all fucking suck in their own different <laughs> ways. Uh, they've got this SMG that. uh, it's basically a pistol but it's not you have to charge it up to get the smg to go it's the most interesting weapon i've had because it's like the charge up mode is completely useless because the recoil is so much um so i'm just using the single fire but it does like like 1500 damage to the head and most enemies just stand it with their head poking out all the time anyway so i'm constantly getting headshots the pistol no. I've got is here, and then you know I've got a big laser rifle that can shoot through walls. 
And I'm just like, I'm just so fucking bored. <laughs> even when, even with that, the quick hacks and stuff, I'm just like, fuck. Great. This guy, this guy's, you know, I short circuited this guy. I turned off this guy's optics. Why did I turn in this guy's optics off? Okay, I'll swap this out for another thing. Um, so now it's like, okay, short circuit twice on larger enemy, you know, enemies with larger health pools, and then synapse burnout, which deals more damage the lower the health is. Um, hmm. But even it's just like, okay, that's it. Then I wait for it to recharge, or I shoot them down before it recharges. Um, have you done any of the brain dance stuff, Ollie? Any like the, the uh, layers and the video editing thing? Yeah, I've done like the first couple of um, the story ones. There's obviously like the tutorial yeah. one, and then um, the 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 hooker one or whatever's going on there. Yeah, there is there is uh, there is a mission line side quest line where you'll have to join up with a cop. And when you reach that and reach the conclusion of that, that is the best use of that entire system because it is short, concise, and it doesn't fucking have you scanning around for shit that you can't find. Um, yeah, I, I like the brain dances. The, they I, are pretty slow. Though. They're so slow. It's so slow. There's one. There's one like mid game where it's just like fuck me. But then I find that like you have the mechanic to fast forward in them, but I don't really want to use it because I'm supposed to be listening to this. I'm, you're supposed to be listening to it, but it's mostly because it's like, okay, I don't want to fast forward this because this one character might walk this one way, and then I've got a pixel hunt for this one thing, um, which gets gets a little irritating. Um, how i mean you've not even seen the title card yet i said i said it took me six hours before i saw the title card and keanu reeves so um ollie what i'm i'm 15 hours in 15 hours in you've not <laughs> wow. even fucking said oh jesus uh yeah i you know just wandering and just doing stuff yeah uh, that then that's kind of where i'm at now 30 something hours in i'm wandering and doing stuff and it's just like i've got the dangling thread of like the point of no return so i'm now deciding whether to do this one last side quest or just go for the point of no return uh and, you know i might just see it through tonight and that'll be that um anything else ollie uh it's pretty much the only game i've played it's pretty much the only game um... i've played as well not surprised. Yeah. Uh, and it's not one that I've been able to kind of concentrate on while working or anything like that. So it, it's every evening it's a set up for cyberpunk and <laughs> last a few hours kind of thing. And fall asleep playing cyberpunk. Um, well, okay. So all the news this week seems to mostly be focused around cyberpunk as well. Yeah, okay. and I'm not able to comment too much on the current gen console fiasco because my pc is running it pretty nicely yeah <laughs> so my pc like my pc is running it fine that's you know on ultra it's uh, i'm getting at least 60 frames a second until things get yeah I've, i'm at a consistent 60 um i might uh, i am playing with vsync on so i'm locked to 60 yeah, me because too. i got a little bit of screen tearing before that yeah uh which was like oh um, so I turn that on and then everything's been fine since, um, you know, other than the glaring glitches and stuff like that. Uh, 
So speaking of glitches, there is actually a new glitch that has come up that Cyberpunk have, uh, the CD Projekt Red have said like, hey, just be careful of this. Um, <laughs> if you have too many items in your inventory, the file size will get too big and then corrupt. It's <laughs> uh, a very Cyberpunk problem to have. It's a very yeah. Cyberpunk problem to have. That, that won't be a problem for me because... Another thing I hate that I hated in Witcher 3 and I hate in Bethesda games is that going over your weight limit and having to walk slowly Slow until street. you find a place to sell them. So no, I never get too many items because I sell them at every opportunity because nothing irritates I, me more. I've been I've been um crafting quite a bit, so uh every weapon I get basically gets disassembled almost immediately. Um just and I, I'm considering the perk of like any junk that I pick up immediately gets disassembled as well. Uh, but I just my junk. Yeah, because I like the button for there's certain things and like hey press this button and all the junk gets sold and it's just like and then other things it's I can't fucking tell which weapon I should equip because it just keeps saying up on the one with DPS that's the highest and <laughs> that's clearly not the right choice at this point in time. Um, but so. Cyberpunk news. So those PS4 and Xbox One versions are fucking broken as shit. Uh, to the yes. point that Sony has pulled the game off the store. That's right. And Microsoft have stuck a warning on the store page of like, hey, there are issues with this game. Um, Sony's felt a bit like a some kind of power play. <laughs> I think GDPR were just kind of referring people to Sony if they wanted a refund. Like... Mm check with them see what their policy is yeah so that so that was the thing is like not long after me and jacob finished the podcast last in the last few days the cd project red put out a statement saying like hey we'll refund whatever um but it was so vaguely worded that it was just like yeah if like you said like if the platform holder agrees to it then you'll get your refund <laughs> they have just unleashed a load of angry customers on these poor sony customer service yeah because we can't do anything um because we've got our own issues to deal with uh which is <laughs> our stock price tanked by 40 percent at one point god um they so <laughs> so sony were basically like yeah we don't do refunds if if your game has been installed to your device which if you've pre-ordered it has been downloaded and pre and installed to your device overnight or whatever, you are no longer eligible for a refund. It doesn't work like Steam, where if you've played up to two hours and have owned it for less than two weeks, like mm. you get you get your refund. You have to have not downloaded it. You have to have not your account can't have started the game, basically. Can't have been downloaded to your console. Yeah. So Sony were just like, well, fuck this. We're just going to pull it from the store because we're not dealing with this up for the next, you know, few weeks. Um, mm. You can still buy physical versions, which, you know, if you wanted to. Um, but a lot of people are now getting, <laughs> it seems, because Sony don't have that system in place. So they're just like, fuck this. We're just going to pull it and deal with each case yeah. by, you know, each case by case basis. And Microsoft just are like, Okay, yeah, no, we're going to give total like total refunds. Um, which I saw a couple tweets of people angry that their game had been removed from their Steam library, uh, from their Xbox yeah. library because they'd refunded it. They were like, 
wait, where's my oh. game? <laughs> it's just like you refunded it. Really it's no longer yours. Like <laughs> no, I give me money back for still owning this game. Part of the problem here is like uh, yes, obviously CDPR are are to blame here. Yes. Like, that's that's not excusable. But also stop fucking pre-ordering games yep. years in advance. Yeah. Just, you don't know what state this is in. Stop fucking stanning a corporation <laughs> as you love their game. I fucking love Witcher 3. I couldn't give a shit about this Polish corporation that's making these games until I'm playing that game that is out and I know how it works. Especially especially a corporation that has faced multiple issues now internally. Um, mm. things that they did they did such a good PR job of making themselves look like the company that cares but they're still a fucking corporation of course they don't care they are doing good PR because it gets you to buy their games yep. and look it fucking worked because you all bought it before you even saw what kind of state it was in like, yeah, I bought it on release because I wanted to play it. So I I saw a lot of footage. I saw some broken footage. I saw some working PC footage. And I thought, I like the look of how this game plays. I'll get my money's worth out of it. I'm going to spend it. I, I did pre-order a day before release, but that was so I could preload it and play when it came out. I, I didn't think I liked Witcher 3. This company is making a new game. I will buy it regardless. Yeah. Um, and so on the back of all this, you know, these refunds, Sony taking it off the store, there is also still the issues of uh, CD Projekt Red's internal structure. Um, supposedly a lot of infighting from the top brass. Um, Jason Schreier has been on the case for Bloomberg um, getting interviews from the inside. Um, so there was a... You can't stop that guy. You can't stop him at all. Uh, so he's ha- basically had um, people reach out from CD Projekt Red or CD Projekt. Uh, hmm. They had a internal Q&A um, you know, between developers and you know, management. And they were just like, hey, so what was the point of the mandatory uh, crunch for six days a week? Um, what were, Why did you say that the game was done in January, complete and playable, when that wasn't true? Mm. Uh, why, you know... It, it's, there's, a lot of, it, there's a lot of shit going down. <laughs> and then... Well, yeah. I, so, like... Not only did CD Projekt nuke themselves from orbit with Cyberpunk being, you know, te- I would say the biggest release of this year. Oh, I'd say so. And then fucking it up every step of the way instead of just delaying it. <laughs> um, if they'd come out and said, like, look, we're delaying it till 2021 because COVID, I think everyone would have sort of just gone all right, that's understandable, whatever. Um, it's like, it's like, like Halo Infinite was supposed to be out yeah. this month, and that's now not coming out till fall, fall 2021, or autumn 2021, Crazy. because someone has looked at it and gone like, <laughs> yeah, that's not ready yet. 
Um, and you know, Microsoft can't fuck up Halo again. Um, yeah. It's like CD Projekt Red. What do they have outside of The Witcher and Cyberpunk? Nothing. Uh, and it's like, okay, CD Projekt is very wealthy as a company because they own good old games. So what? 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 During a bad PR week, what else should we do? Oh, I know. We'll uh, stop the release of um, a game. Uh, we'll stop the release of uh, Devotion, a horror game. Uh, Ooh. I'm very intrigued by Devotion, actually. So this game came out two years ago? Yeah, uh, and got pulled. It got pulled because there was a... Because it's from a Taiwanese studio. There's a joke in there that can be seen as anti-Chinese. Or anti- There's a lot of generally, yeah, anti-Chinese kind of propaganda-y sort of thing. Not propaganda strictly, uh, but it's mostly there's a lot of anti-that anti, sort of thing. Uh, too, Chinese yeah. government Sentiment. sort of stuff. Yes. Um, you know, what with it being a company based in Taiwan? Yeah. Uh, so uh, supposedly they've removed that stuff from the game um, because I don't think it was like crucial to the actual story or whatever they're presenting. No. Largely, the story itself seems very kind of centered on like a couple of characters in this one kind of house, yeah, sort of thing. It doesn't go to the wider sort of space, yeah. Um, and then CD Projekt, who own good old games, <laughs> decided uh, uh, last minute we're going to reverse this decision to release oh. the game on the platform. Well, nope, uh, because it turns out that uh, Cyberpunk might be doing quite well in China. Oh. Oh, they don't want to piss anyone off. Wanna, do they, they don't want to piss anyone off. So, uh, whoopsie daisy. Well, <laughs> um, so it's yeah, I, I think it is fascinating how fast CD Projekt have uh, nukes themselves of all that, their public image. <laughs> you know, like they, they built their image, they built their entire, you know, brand and stuff on. Oh what two one very broken mediocre rpg and then another one that had to get re-released with an entirely new tutorial to explain how the game worked <sighs> and then the witcher 3 yes and now cyberpunk it's like uh, how did this company get so big the the witcher 3 was very popular <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it um so yeah, uh, they yeah. So, so you know it. Cyberpunk is taking over most of the news, but it seems like both platform holders are now, re- um, you know, respecting refund requests and stuff like that, just because mm. it's so bad. Um, I hadn't even heard of any of the progress that had been made with Devotion. I just thought that was done and dusted. It's just not going to see the light of day again. Uh, yeah, no, good old games was supposed to be launching it and now won't. It's in there. Uh so maybe they'll find another another outlet that'll do it, but it's a shame. Maybe. Uh then so Lauren. Yes. Oh, she's still she's here. She's still here. Hello. <laughs> she's wo- Wait, she's woken from cryo sleep. She she genuinely did have an, a nap through the cyberpunk. Oh. <laughs> Not on purpose. I'm very sorry. I'm on two hours sleep today. <laughs> well, do you want a little perk up? Yeah. Uh, Tencent are currently recruiting f- for 19 Pokemon related jobs. 
Oh, I saw about this. Uh, oh, the Pokemon Advisor. The Pokemon Advisor. I've played like, a certain amount of the games. And uh, stuff, here are you? the requirements. I'm, I'm afraid, I was, I was going to say, I know at least one of them that you don't meet. Why? What is it? We'll let Joel rail them off. Uh, okay. The requirements are clear all Pokemon games with 900, 900 hours of playtime across all games. Probably, uh, yeah. No history of Pokemon. Have Master Ball what? ranking in Pokemon. I didn't know the history. Oh. Yep. And I have Master Ball ranking in. Oh, I don't have Master Ball yeah, ranking. Yeah, that's the thing. You need, and you need watch 500 episodes of the, enemy, uh, of the anime. Oh. Do you know what? My my friend Joss genuinely meets all of those. Does he have does he have master rank? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Does he speak Chinese? Get him off to China. He speaks He could probably learn. He speaks Japanese and Korean. Well, mm. you know, get him get him speaking their language and you'll be having a job. Learning. Bloody hell. Mm. At ten cent, you say. Yeah, that's ten cent. Uh because of uh well, ten cent currently have a vague interest in pokemon considering they have that 5v5 moba coming out soon yeah yeah i was wondering if it was that or uh, they got another project but also they are the main distributor for nintendo switch products in china oh um, so fingers in many pies many pies many pies um then i guess like the other like news that slightly relates to our shared interest is that the Halo Xbox 360 services are being sunsetted oh. in 2021. Yeah, around this today. This time next year, oh. you will not be able to load up Halo 3 on an Xbox 360 and play multiplayer. Sad times. You'll have to use the Master Chief collection. End of an era. Halo 3 was the first game that I ever really st- played seriously online. Yep, mine too. Yeah. Uh, even before I had the little dongle to go in the back of the Xbox 360. <laughs> oh, were you like hardwired in? I was. No, oh, well. <laughs> I used my laptop as a bridge um, oh. and networked my Xbox 360 to see my laptop as a router. This is a very cyberpunk situation that you <laughs> used just to get online back in 2007 or whatever. 2008. Yeah, uh, mental. Because I couldn't afford the £40 wireless dongle to go in the back of the 360. Mm. Which was then ultimately useless in 2010 when I got the nice new 360. It was all built in. It was all built yeah. in, like it should have been. It's like people who got yeah. the 360 before an HDMI port was installed. Yeah, no, my brother had one of those. Weirdos. I, I got my 360 a year later, and yeah, that had the HDMI in, luckily. Uh, yeah. Jacob's still interested. Yeah, Jacob, you still interested in Dragon Ball Fighters? Uh, I mean, I don't play it. I always keep abreast of kind of the news on it because I'm like, I like Dragon Ball. I just, I just suck at three v three fighters because they're also heavily combo based. I've never been good at Marvel, and this is kind of the spiritual successor to Marvel because Infinite sure as hell wasn't. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of always keep keep an eye on it. I don't really play it, but wasn't it? Super Baby, Super Baby Two, and Gogeta, which SS Four probably sounds really strange to people who don't know Dragon Ball. But yes, there was a villain called Super Baby. Super Baby Two joins the fight. Baby Two in January. Yes. Uh, that is because originally he took over Vegeta and was Baby Vegeta, and yeah. then he evolved past that. He became Super but, yeah. Baby Two, and, and then you say Super, Super Saiyan Four Gogeta as well. Yes. I didn't see that. Um, and it's just yeah. reminding me that Dragon Ball GT sucked ass. 
they are funny with how much they like to reference it considering how it for the longest time they were like just sweep it under the rug it is so bad Dragon Ball GT didn't happen well yeah I mean you just look at the the amount of episodes for the run of like original Dragon Ball had like a bit over 150 I think um DBZ had like 280 odd episodes and then yeah GT had about 64 yeah and it, and then that was it that was <laughs> Dragon Ball done for a a while a long old time a long time um, there was no the great there was no gt movies were there there was just there might be one i don't know i don't know gt fucking sucked the only it's, good uh, thing yeah, in it was they... uh vegeta's mustache oh man <laughs> they really like i say they really like referencing it because it was in that weird dragon ball heroes promotional anime they released they had loads of gt stuff in there with like super saiyan uzaru forms and super saiyan 4 goku coming back and it's like they've got a not like a weird nostalgia for it, but maybe it's they're at the point now where they're just like, "Hey, look at this thing from the past." Wasn't that weird? Isn't it? It kind of gives me the same vibes as what Disney are doing with the prequel trilogy in Star Wars. Yeah, kind of. Like, Those movies fucking like, sucks. No one liked them except these kids that are now old enough to buy your shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I honestly don't know what the player base for Dragon Ball Fighters is still like. I think it's pretty still pretty popular competitively because it is quite a a high skill ceiling sort of game. Um, but I honestly don't know how many people are still playing that online because it's been out for a fair while now. Mm. Um, did we speak about the indie world Nintendo Direct thing? No, we didn't. I knew there was something on my head that I was like, I'm, there's a really obvious news story that I can't remember. Uh, yeah, there was the indie Nintendo Indie World Spotlight, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember the cat fighting game. Yes, it just made me think of Jacob. <laughs> I I did show it to Hannah, and we was like, "Yeah, I'll probably get that." Uh, what was it called? I can't remember what it was called. Um, it was some awful pun. <laughs> well, it was like was... fisty fluffs, I think. Fisty fluffs or something. Yeah. Well, there was Calico from Chicken a... Games, which is about magical girls, cat cafes, and cuddly animals. That yeah, no, that that doesn't speak to me. I mean, there's cats and cat cafes, yes, but I don't know. Uh, graphically, it was kind of off-putting, if I'm honest. Um, the one thing that got me, as I said in the group chat, fisty was, fluffs, what, fisty fluffs, yeah. Um, was the game that Yacht Club are working on the kind of Ninja Gaiden esque looking game? Oh, yeah. yeah I... Now that they're not making Shovel Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Like I say, I just remember reading an interview with them or something where they were just like, it just feels good to not have to work on Shovel Knight anymore. As much as we love it, and as much as I love Shovel Knight, I'm like, they're talented guys. It's they time to do could something make else. something different that is also very good. And yeah, no, I mean, I guess their kind of strengths lie in taking these kind of old video game formulas and kind of trying to revive them a bit, give them a bit of, a bit of a spruce up, as it were. And this seems to be a bit of a Ninja Gaiden-esque game. Um, uh, cyber shadow yeah, looks flashy. yeah cyber shadow that's it yeah it looks flashy looks fun looks difficult and looks right up my alley uh yes this looks more up my alley than um shovel knight ever was uh oh. i liked shovel knight but i just could never I, I, I... I don't know whenever we're gonna end up doing games of the generation but but shovel knight i would was definitely one of my... stick it on a games of, gen- of the generation um, I'm fucking everything. <laughs> um, 
and then uh, so there's not like some of the stuff is here that's just like them going through games that are coming out soon like i didn't realize super meat boy forever was coming out in three days yeah it's like yeah this week uh which will be definitely on my list but then you know like among us surprise drop on nintendo switch with crossplay that day. yeah um and uh grindstone Oh god, yeah. Uh, is <laughs> I kept meaning to mention that to you. I was like, "Hey, look, Joel, there it is." So I had a look at it, and I was like, "Oh, does this have more levels than the iPhone version?" And it turns out, like I was like calculating it in my head, and I was like, "Actually, it says it's more than two hundred brutal levels to tackle." And I'm gonna guess that includes all the like the hundred eighty main levels and fifty something mm. other levels that are in that game. And I was like, "I do not need to spend twelve pounds on this game that I'm paying a subscription fee for." Um, and then and i finished play just as well on the phone probably yeah um yeah other stuff on there is you know like spelunky and spelunky 2 are coming they seem like a good fit for the switch um, the kind of games they are i'm interested in checking out that uh palico calico game the cat cafe the cat cafe game i'll have a look at that that's on yeah. epic store at the minute um so hmm Remember Arc 2 had Vin Diesel in it? Oh, yeah. Did you know he's producing that game? Like, he's he's actively working within the, like, he understands the game intimately, says uh, studio CEO Doug Kennedy, and he's providing direct feedback to the development process. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Like, I give I, I, Vin Diesel's a big name in the movie world, but I mean, he's had... yeah, I feel like it's a kind of executive producer title yeah. that can slap on the promotion of the game. I yeah. mean, he's the reason like... why uh, Starbreeze existed. That was his studio at some point, oh. uh, which is why they made those Chronicles of Riddick's games. Of course, yeah. Um, he is he is a he is a gaming guy from what I've seen. Yeah, but yeah, I. I sure <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like vin diesel's opinion i don't know what to make of it well, i guess we'll see um and then it's not that many other news stories because obviously it's coming to christmas he's christmas uh but uh sam lake has said that he's finished the next script for well draft one of the next script for uh the next remedy game um, oh. which considering where control goes i have an idea of what it could be But also, uh, no more heroes one and two have been listed are for PC releases. Oh, Uh, rated for PC, so that could be very soon, which is very exciting if more people can get hold of those games. Yes. Um, Yeah, that's that's all. Are you more of a fan of No More Heroes now that you've played them through again? Yes, yes, Hmm. and done three fucking videos on them. Uh, the trilogy the trilogy the, the soon to be quadrilogy when that third one finally releases next year uh, but yeah other than that i think that's i think that's it for news it. damn um anything else you guys want to go through did we have anything else does laura have a question i do actually oh, oh. i thought i'd christmas it up crimbo oh, question yeah, okay. I'm living with Scrooge, so I need to get Christmas <laughs> where I can. I get people um, who are really humbuggy about Christmas. Ollie, are you not a fan of Christmas? Ollie's, 
he's not. He's I'm not... just indifferent. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, understandably, this Christmas is not fantastic. <laughs> but... Wasn't bothered about getting a Christmas tree. He won't watch a Christmas movie with me. He won't listen to Christmas music with me unless it's King Diamond's awful album. <laughs> um, Clap on a bit so... of play, mate. Thank you, honestly. I remember I subjected him to Michael Bublé when we were doing coursework together at uni. I do remember. He's got a banging Christmas album. Honestly. I I have a deep fear of Christmas music since working at a Winter Wonderland themed place until (laughs) some point in January with the same playlist on every single day in the same order. Have you guys lost Whamageddon yet? What's that? Whamageddon. I've heard of it. I actually haven't. So Whamageddon is from December 1st, you have to try and get until December 25th without hearing Wham! last Christmas. Oh, so I, think, I think I'm already there. Um, I did a Christmas quiz. I, Christmas quiz work. Taking, but I um... lost to fucking hold music. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone, another advisor was like, oh, can I just put you on hold? And it was like, last Christmas. Oh, and I wonder if, if they listened to that callback, they would hear me go, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Does that count now yes, that you've I sung want... it to us? No, my rendition was not superior enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lost, I lost my Whamageddon then when I did a Christmas quiz with work last week, oh. where I won a ten pound John Lewis voucher. Hey. Oh well. Speaking I, of I winning Christmas competitions, oh, yeah. um, our Christmas tree is officially award winning, <laughs> thanks to Melvin because we... Ollie's work had a Christmas tree competition. Ah. Oh. We won the Christmas tree competition. The dog is the best the dog in front of it in the picture. <laughs> but to be fair, most of the entries had dogs in them, so I think everyone felt the same. I presume they just picked it at random because our tree was not the best. Wow. Okay. Considering that I did the tree, that is just you. You fucking said that when we looked through them. Yeah, but <laughs> you insulted me just now by reminding me that. You know, um, <laughs> I clearly just failed Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Apparently it was the best. Um, I mean, it's a little wonky because the dog keeps trying to pull it down. But um, yes, my Christmas question. Um, is there a specific game that reminds you of Christmas? Because I feel like, especially as a kid you would always get a game for Christmas and it's like the best thing is knowing that like after you've opened all your presents, you get to play a game yes. on Christmas day. Just having games for Christmas I'll, is like... Yeah, I'll, I'll go first because there is one that jumps into my head immediately. I've also got an answer preloaded, yeah. ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would usually, I'd have like a couple of hours where I was allowed to go up to my room and, and <laughs> play the games that I got. Uh, so mine is actually three games because I can just remember one specific Christmas that I, I feel like was a a stronghold. Oh yes, I got these three games. I got um I got the original Borderlands banger, uh, mm-hmm. which was the the first one that came to mind because I remember um my friend also got a, a couple of hours where he was allowed to play, so we synced them up. So we started the game on co op. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, and that year, I yeah, I got Borderlands. I got Dragon Age Origins. And I got Tekken Six. Tekken oh. Six. And I uh, just, just remember, yeah, I just remember that hall of games. Um, and two out of those three, I've gone back to recently. So clearly, it was a strong Christmas. So, so I think Borderlands was made Tekken. Up for me. Uh, yeah, it wasn't Tekken. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that that was that, that sounds like one of my best Christmas hauls of games. Christmas memories. Um, but yeah, but I'd say Borderlands is is the one for me. Mm. I always get vibes of that Christmas day when I play it. Yeah. Who wants to go mm. next? Jacob, you go next. I can go next. Um, so there are a couple of different ones actually. Uh, the, the earliest one that I have um, would be the year I got my GameCube for Christmas. Um, So along with the GameCube, there was Smash Melee, obviously. Mm, Classic. Um, Which I don't know if I've told the story before, but I strictly remember my dad taking me to Blockbuster like a few weeks before Christmas, basically. I'm just being like, if you were to get a GameCube, though, (laughs) what kind of games might you want for it? You know, just having a look at these, you know, and um, I, I had no idea who Mario even was at the time. Because I, I was a I was a Sega slash PlayStation kid up until then. We never owned Nintendo until then, um, and I just saw Bowser on the cover. I was like, "He looks like a dinosaur. I, I like him. <laughs> I would probably get that." And, and lo and behold, yeah, Smash Melee ends up becoming my favorite game of all time. Um, so there was that, and also Star Wars Rogue Squadron, mm-hmm. which was also pretty good, um, and Universal Studios Tour on GameCube, Aww. which I also picked because it had a dinosaur on the front, <laughs> and it was uh, nowhere near as good. No. Um, so that's kind of the early, the early game in Christmas memory that I still look back on fondly, obviously, because it's, it's my favorite console with my favorite game. Um, the main, the first answer that came to my head as well, which I commonly, usually when people ask me like what my favorite Christmas presents I ever got were, um, I go back to this one year at Christmas where I had a very similar situation to Ollie actually, where it was one year where I received three games um, and it was a, an absolute killer's row for for the GameCube where I got Soul Calibur 2 um, with Link, obviously because it was on the GameCube, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, and F Zero GX. Oh, and I was like, that was a hell of a Christmas. So whenever, yeah, those are probably my favorite presents I ever got when I was younger because it was just such a strong selection of three fantastic GameCube games. And uh, last one, honorable mention, would be when I got my 360 as well at Christmas. And I specifically have a memory of booting up Dragon Ball Z Burst Limit. Oh, and just being amazed at the graphics because <laughs> I played the demo on my brother's 360 because he got his the year beforehand. Um, and I was like, finally, I've got the full game and I can play it all the way through. And that's kind of really uh, where my Dragon Ball fandom kind of started back then. But yeah, so lots of Christmas gaming memories. But I would go for those three GameCube ones would be my main ones. Mm, Joel? Ooh, uh, 2003, when Wind Waker came out, that's what, uh, my grandparents got me Wind Waker uh yeah they got me they got me wind waker but because christmas and hanukkah usually land around the same time yeah uh a couple weeks previously uh i i was um mario kart it was a christmas it was a december of mario kart double dash wind waker and something else i can't i can't remember what it was now uh, but that was that's that's a pretty good lineup of like oh yeah hey it's not only Wind Waker but it's also got the Ocarina of Time Master's Quest in yeah, the back of it that's the version I had yeah. um on the on the weird flappy disc thing yeah <laughs> inside the box um 
that was pretty good. But there was also the year that Dead Space came out. Um, Hanukkah. So my grandma, my grandma got me uh, Bayonetta, which was very grandma game. Very grandma game. <laughs> uh, grandma got me Bayonetta, uh, and then my mum got me Dead Space. Um, also very festive. Very festive. So I spent. <laughs> I spent Christmas shitting myself and also getting incredibly frustrated at <laughs> these two games. But like fond Christmas memories. Fond Christmas memories, but like, you know, I think weirdly one of the fond fonder memories I have is like the first like proper Steam sale that I ever took part in. And this is also probably a lesson in never giving a 13-year-old access to their bar mitzvah for money. <laughs> uh just you're a man now. You can make your own financial easy. decisions. Well, I think this is, was the logic: was like you're a man now. You can make your own. You make sound decisions. I'm sure. Uh, no, I bought most of my Steam library dates back to I think like 2008 Steam sale, mm. um, where I bought or 2009 Steam sale where I bought a large portion of older games and GTA 4. That I was like, this will play great on my three nine nine laptop, <laughs> and was very surprised when it didn't. Um, I think everyone has fond memories of their first Steam sale, where they just kind of over went for it and was just like, look at all these games. Yeah, like why did I buy the entire ID library? Why did I buy, you know, the entire Valve library at that point? Yeah. Oh, it's because it was six quid. Yeah. Look at all these games I got. Games. This is the future, Lauren. Tell yes. me yours. You seem like you're dying to tell me. I do have mm. two. One of them, I think I've spoken about on the podcast before, which was when my mum, classic Fran, um, wrapped up um Nintendogs that had just come out, and I desperately wanted it, but didn't ask for a DS because I thought it was too expensive. Ah, yes. My mum yeah. pretended that she thought it would just work on my. Um, mm. Game Boy, oh. and and I felt really bad, but I I played it down so that I didn't hurt her feelings. And then after we'd opened all our presents, she was like, "Oh, hang on, here's another one." <laughs> and she like actually got me and my brother oh. um, Nintendo DSs, and I A just bloody mum move. I know, classic <laughs> mum thing to do. Um, <laughs> and I felt so stupid, and she still brings it up like every Christmas. <laughs> Um, and also there was the year that um pokemon ruby and sapphire came out yes um back in the day we used to go to my grandparents on my dad's side on christmas day in the evening and we'd open our presents from my grandma there and it'd be like me and my brother and my two cousins on that side and we all got an an a Game Boy Advance SP for Christmas. Yes. No, I have mine to was... do the same thing now that you mentioned yeah. it. Another one. Mine, mine was a red one. I got the um, blue one. And my brother got the gold Zelda one. Nice. Um, and we, the, the me and my cousin, the girls got Ruby and the boys got Sapphire. Oh. Um, and then she did this pick and mix. It was hilarious. She bought four games and she wrapped them all up without putting a label on and we just picked one. Oh wow. That's, and we and then yeah. That's a, pretty generic games. Yeah, you don't want... So 
I, me and my brother came out pretty well from that actually, because um, he got um, Link. Uh, he yeah, he got Zelda the Minish Cap. Good shout. Um, and I think I got like Super Mario Bros. Three or something. Ooh, also good shout. Um, the best Mario think, game of all. Yeah, yeah, which we You've found out. That. So I think somebody else got. I think there was like Kirby and like Super Monkey Ball. They're all pretty good games. Yeah, I'd be happy with so, any of those. Yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good, good haul to be honest, and came out pretty well from that. Oh. So I was, that was a good Christmas because we all literally just like scarpered oh, yeah. into the into a, another room just to all like play on our games and stuff. And I remember, um, there was a a bit of a toss up because obviously four kids, three Pokemon to pick from. Oh yeah, don't want to be but, the duplicate. I know. I'm pretty sure that I was. I got Trico because it was the only gem where I didn't pick Fire first, oh. and I think two people had Torchic. I went for Torchic because yeah, I, I had the same thing that Christmas actually, where I did get an SP and Sapphire um, together, and I did go for Torchic. Mm. Mm. Good, good, good Christmas that was. It's the only Pokemon I've ever got to level 100 that Torchic. Well, it, oh. it did evolve into Blaziken, of course. But <laughs> My first one was Steelix. Mm. <laughs> Pretty sure mine was an Arcanine. Wow, you Do you have a level 100 Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, I cheated. I got my. I, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, you had your little shot. The action Here we go. Replay. I, I had my action replay in uh, primary school and then I had a cart with it on. So. I'm a little coming at us like my dad works at Nintendo. Yeah. My Pokemon's <laughs> level 150. Yeah, take that. It's level, yeah. it's level 300. <laughs> Broke the game. To be fair, the Christmas after I got my Switch was a really good haul. I got like, uh, I remember getting Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which was my favorite game on Switch mm. after Breath of the Wild for quite some time. And I also got like, um, L.A. Noir and Skyrim and Ooh. some other other games. Which video games tried. at Christmas has become just a bit uh, far less of a thing for me in recent years. Probably because I just get them when they come yeah, out instead. And yeah. not really anything I'm that fussed about when. Yeah, when I they don't come anticipate getting. I think this is going to be one of like the first years I don't get a game for Christmas. This this was. I'm gonna find the shittest game. Oh, that's always gonna surprise you. Yeah. I yeah, buy me a Switch game. I got socks for Hanukkah this Christmas, and I was very excited because it meant that I didn't have to. I didn't have to wait for the next <laughs> round of washing to come through. <laughs> exactly. I never oh, buy my own socks or boxes. Socks and boxes. I I live on the Christmas haul. Christmas and birthday. Yeah. Waste of a present though. No, I appreciate I, them. I've um, got to the age where like pants and socks. I'm like, yeah, <sighs> go on then. Although no one actually buys me pants and socks anymore, it's quite sad. PayPal me sock money. <laughs> I would feel weird buying that as a present for somebody, being like, "Here you go, have some pants." <laughs> Your mum always gets you some boxes. Yeah, she gets you nice boxes though. They're like, always got, comfy. You get like Calvin Klein or like FCUK or something. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably acceptable for parents to do so, but no one else. Surely you wouldn't buy your parents' boxes. No. Yeah, cosly I ever have. I always buy like because my parents aren't together. My mum doesn't have a, a significant other to, yeah. to buy her. Oh, so like she needs I will person. buy her what she needs. Like she <laughs> she like if she 
she's quite happy because she doesn't get a yeah. stocking from anybody, and that's like what you get in your stocking, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just a maybe I'm just a snob. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just a last, cheap the last. Brand. I would I would like some Minoru Suzuki stamp socks, please. They're like forty dollars. Um... They're so expensive <laughs> for socks. You wouldn't want to wear them because if you got oh, a hole like... in them, he'd come round to your house and beat you up. <laughs> Do you know what we need to end this on? So. Ollie was shopping for me on Amazon today on our shared Amazon account. So firstly, he had to check that I disabled all notifications on purchases on my phone. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he found the most horrifying thing. And he asked me if I wanted this for Christmas. And it was so awful that I made such a strangled noise as my reaction that I scared, <laughs> oh God. I scared yeah. the dog. And now it keeps popping up. In yeah, my, like sponsored adverts. And I, I scared the dog so much that he scratched me on the neck, and it was an awful, awful three seconds that um, transpired. I'm finding it again. I'm putting it in the chat. So it's seven hundred and forty-five pounds. <laughs> oh my god! And it is a pair of Jurassic Park boots. Now, whatever you're imagining, it's worse. There you go. Just imagining like lizard boots, like a cowboy. Yeah, like snakes. You, you're not far off. Wait, did it send? My no. chat's not updated yet. Uh, it's not sent yet. Sorry, dead air. This is I'm, oh, man. I'm just gonna send the picture instead of they the, are the link. Absolutely fucking awful. I'm, I'm waiting Hideous. for it. I'm waiting for it to come through. This is Apparently great radio. Yes. Apparently it's a gift, but there you go. It's it's sending. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're designed like the cars. Oh wow. I... <laughs> When he said this to me, I was envisioning like a shitty pair of knockoff Doc Martens with like the logo yeah. on, and then he sh he showed me these monstrosities. Seven hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> yeah. The longer you look at it, the that worse it gets. I could make that. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's your thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't have any relevance or context <laughs> yeah. until the last three you minutes. Of the pod. Listen right to the end to understand it. Well, that's where we're ending this. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, yes. We'll be back. Uh, the next thing will be um, our look back at 2020s games and stuff. Yay! Um, so a big old boy. Big old we boy. That's in. a strap yourself in. That is clear a day um, of of time. Bang in. Okay. A day of time. A day of time. There you go. Uh, We're all very tired. I think. I guess. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.